you want to listen or watch sports or entertainment anywhere, anywhere in the world, NordVPN is the go. So, mate, it would have been handy oh, when we were watching... Uh, we are making us, what, 2018? 2018. I think I've lived overseas for three years in Europe. The amount of times I've had to go to a pub or something like that to watch The Origin and just get hammered by everyone in the whole pub, Queenslanders, you know, the Aussies abroad are crazy. So, it would have been very handy. Let me set the scene for you. So we're over in Mykonos. It's 2018, Game 3 Origin. Me and Mace are shoulder to shoulder, sweat all over us. Aussies just absolutely hammering Mace because that's the time of year that they're all travelling there as well. Um, I'd much prefer to be nice nestled up in our hotel room, Legs maybe up. chuck it on the laptop or watch it on our phone when we're doing it tough, getting ready to get out for the next night, eh? <laughs> Mate, it'd be so handy. For everyone who signs up now on nordvpn.com slash levelspod, you will get an extra four months free to start your subscription. Nice. This is the Levels Network. I am Justin Hoddle, joined by the Triple OG, Widdermoon Mason. OG, we are back uh, in the studio, ready to go. Um, two episodes in now to 2024. Uh, before we get into it, I just want to let everyone know what's up, coming up on the show. Um, so we talked about it on the first step. This is going to be reviewing, in a way, what happened to the teams last year, but more so previewing. So we've got the teams going back. From ladder positions, the West Tigers, the St. George St. George Illawarra Dragons, the Canterbury Bulldogs. We had heaps of Q&As. People want to know what's happening with the Dogs, yep. Mace. Uh, and then we're going to finish off with the Titans. We've also got a few questions about uh, the new rule change, uh, which I'll read out and we'll discuss. We've got some theories on it. Uh, we also sent a theory from NRL Physio as well. I think it's important to point out. I've um, got a few questions about some training camps. Uh, I'll set the scene for a training camp that we're on <laughs> as well we after one. watching the Manly boys um, do their best work on, uh, I think it's called Manly's Way, the docuseries that they're doing. Uh, and uh, I've got an update on the Ronald Volkman situation. My yeah. opinion from Monday has now changed on that okay. with regards to the Warriors. Okay. So um, we'll go over that as well. Um, but what's been happening, mate? How's the last couple of days been? Training? Yeah. After it? Yes, just back at um, doing Pathways at the Bulldogs. Yep. It's all good, man. It's, it's a pretty cruisy week. It's, still, it's getting a little bit busier, obviously, with the podcast and everything coming up. We'll try and get away this weekend. It'll probably be the last one before everyone goes back to school and all that kind of stuff. So um, it'll be good. Just sort of just getting back into it slowly. You love doing that pathway stuff because it's like it's probably more like a mentoring role where you get to do one-on-one yeah. -on -one individual just mm. talking to the, the boys about their mindset yeah. and how they're going with training. And it is. It's really good. You yep. know, myself and Mark O'Mealy and Josh Jackson down there. Roy Astatussi's there. Steve Turner, you know what I mean? you got play all from the same sort of era, right? Yeah. And we understand. We didn't have those. People don't understand, like, just say, especially my um, generation, we didn't have those mentors. Mm. We didn't have, have anyone because I understand the game only turned professional pretty much in 95, 96. I was graded in 98. You know, like I played with guys like Bradley Clyde and Ricky Schultz, but they were, they, they were, there was a time there where they didn't even – they were working. You know what I mean? And then they were playing football. It was mm. a part-time job. And then Super League and all that kind of stuff, if you know the history of the game. So there wasn't anyone who was a professional for 20 years or, you know, 15, 20 years like we are, like we on. were, who can just give you that knowledge, just put you on the game straight away. Like there's a blueprint out to what you want to do. If you do X, Y, and Z, that's where you'll end up, that's where you'll end up, and that's where you'll end up. What do you think with kids these days, what's probably the, the hardest thing for them to adapt to or what's some of the, the main questions you get from some to of the be, young kids? To be present. Yeah. That's what we always say. Just be in the moment, be present, listen, ask questions. Communication is 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 the one that is the, the low point 
especially with Polynesian the, yeah, kids, so but it's, the, it's, it's a respect thing as well, though, yeah, too, right? But it's the talk in games. It's like maybe the phones and what this next era, like they just text. They're constantly on their phone, so the communication isn't like how we grew up yep. actually talking to people. They're on their phone half the time, Snapchat mm. and shit, and doing stuff like. That. I get it, but if you want to play rugby league. You need, to learn, you need to have elite fucking communication. Yep. Any kid out there, if you don't talk, if you're an introvert or anything like that, I get it. You step over that white line, you've got to turn into a team first player. You've got to have your comms at an elite level. That's how they, that's that's the sort of communication level, you know? Like they need elite levels. Like they're, talk, they're putting kids that talk better, they're better than, that aren't as good, or play, good as a player as that other kid, but he won't talk. Yeah. So they're putting that other kid who's decent, Yep. But his comms are unbelievable. He'll organise the ruck. If he's his right four, he'll organise the middles and his, and his edge. It's so important. Not as talented, but everyone's on the same page. Yeah, got to organise stuff, man. Like it's, yep. it's hard. And that's probably the, the main thing. Talent-wise, they've got, they've, got, they've got everything. They're built for the game. Well, uh, speaking of comms communication, we're going on Australia's official Super Bowl party. <laughs> Super Bowl 58. We're going to be on the Sydney Harbour presented by our partners, our friends, the Tab. You can join us with NFL, AU, NZ, and the Tab for the official Super Bowl party on Sydney Harbour. Jump on board this exclusive Super Bowl sea deck, a 42-meter, three-level boat to watch the big game live <laughs> from Las Vegas with 360-degree panoramic views of Sydney Harbour. Uh, tickets on sale right now, and our guy... In the glass case of emotions, Lukey is going to chuck that in the bio for you for any more information or you can find it on the Tab website. We'll also have a link on our Instagram as well. So if you want to come join us for the Super Bowl party. That will be great. Um, me and Mace have done it before. You start a little bit early in the morning for people that don't know. You might have a beer a little bit earlier in the day than you normally have on a Super Bowl yeah. day. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, me and Mace are going to be hosting it. And I think there could be – I don't, don't want to get too carried away, but I think there might be some lives – Cross with uh, with ESPN Australia, nice. um, you know they'll be you know getting the reactions of teams um, in the Super Bowl. So I'm hoping, obviously hoping for the Packers. Uh, we talked about our Super Bowl selections yeah. on on Monday, didn't we, mate? So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Pack, they might give it a bit of a shock. It'll be hard this week. Yeah, it's a tough one against the 49ers, um, the 49ers and Ravens. For, for those that aren't, haven't been watching as closely this year. Very similar to the Penrith Panthers and Brisbane Broncos. Oh, we always said, what, eight weeks yeah. out, that they're probably the, the class teams yeah. of the NRL. You know what's weird? 49ers and Ravens are the same in the NFL. Tampa or Detroit is going to go through to the conference <laughs> the conference yeah. final. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. I'm happy for him. I'm happy. It's uh, it's the in uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, he's a bit of a flog at the start. Now he's all right. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, <laughs> Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, who else? There are some other like uh quarterbacks that like you, you look at some of the quarterbacks that got injured this year, in particular, mm. like Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, Rogers got injured first game, so big dogs. Um, yeah, it's 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 the year of the journeyman quarterback yeah. for sure. If the Niners don't get all the way through, they're kidding. Yeah. They are. They They've should dust up team. Green Bay and they should flog Tampa or Detroit. They shouldn't well, be scared of those. So guys. this, the, the beauty of this is right. I've, so if anyone, I've been a Packers fan for over fifteen years now. Um, the, the, the year I started following, we won the Super Bowl the first year. Mm. That was after meeting a player. But 49 has always been our kryptonite, whether it's yeah. Cap at, at, uh, at quarterback, Alex Smith, Garoppolo. Really? It goes that far back? Purdy. Do, did, doesn't matter who the quarterback is, we always have Purdy. struggled against the 49ers. So if Jordan Love can do it, if He's he can good, beat man. the 49ers, this is our Super Bowl. Like I, don't, yeah. I honestly don't care if we win the Super Bowl this year. If we beat the 49ers – 
I'm a happy man. Actually, I want to beat Detroit if Detroit end up on the other side. They're of the gonna whoever's that on that side's going through. Yeah, yeah, surely. But and then uh, if we get to the Super Bowl, most likely you're going to play either the Chiefs, Bills, or Ravens. So, oh. um, get AFC's. This is my Super Bowl. They're good, man. AFC's good. I've got a few friends that are 49. It's like Ches, Cherry Evans is there. I'm Baltimore. I love Ray you Lewis, like man. Ravens? Isn't that? I've always loved him since. I only went for the Eagles because of Jordan Mylata. Yeah. Because he's representing the. But you've always the been a Ravens? Yeah, yeah, I love the Ravens. I love well, you like. You the Ravens colors on. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Reed and all those. But they used to beat the shit out of everyone. That 2000s Ravens defense. Yeah. That's what got me into the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, Terrell Suggs. Yeah, man. I think maybe Terrell Suggs had just started. Yeah, he Ray wasn't Lewis, he didn't play in 2000. Ed Reed. Yeah, um, I think Ed Reed and Suggs didn't come to a couple of years after that. They had some real old school dudes, man. Yeah. Two thousand, yeah, yeah proper beat the shit out of them. Um, all right, twenty k, we've done it. Yes, twenty thousand subscribers. I just want to give everyone a note. Um, we did a, Q, a few Q Q and A's on Instagram to get some questions for the show. But remember, if you're watching and or you're new to the show. This is where we want all the questions on YouTube. I can go through the YouTube comments, get them, chuck them in the show. It helps us build out the show. I really like interacting mm. with the with um, some good questions. Though. All the listeners, we get yeah. some really good ones, mate. Especially on YouTube. So make sure you get on there. And another big thing with the subscriptions, we want to grow this throughout the year. Um, one thing I found over the break, mate, we've got a lot of OGs that mm. listen to us. So. You know, when you say OGs, like 40 plus? Yeah. 40 to 60? We've got an older crew that listen yeah. to us that might not be familiar with how subscriptions work. So, um, Or even how to like listen to the podcast. Well, Let's say a kid. I Come have, on, Dad. I had friends and family that uh, like just say, for instance, watch us on YouTube, but they don't have a, a YouTube account because they're like, oh, how much you – they don't even know that you don't have to pay. You do not have to pay for a YouTube account. No, you just got to get the app. Sorry, get the Kezzy, don't you? Yeah, get the, download the Kezzy. Yeah. Um, Put your name in there and then that way you can put subscriptions for people that don't know what subscriptions are because a lot of the older crowd don't know what they are because they, I think sometimes they view YouTube as like a kid's thing. But I think they think subscribing is paying as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if they, I, I sort of used to think that like yeah. five years Same. ago. I was uh, like, what are I going to subscribe for? What six for? months ago. I don't want to know about what you're doing. I'll it's, just watch your show. Until Lukey. Um, I get it now. Lukey explained everything to me. I'm like, I okay. used to watch everything on YouTube, but without an account. Now I use the Levels account, obviously, so I can reply to people. But yeah. even a year ago, I wasn't up to date with that. So um, just download, get sign in, um, get your subscriptions, and that way you get all your content yeah. as quickly as possible. Um, we've also got 26,000 on Instagram. The new goal is obviously 30K. I want that before round one. So help us out on Instagram, guys. Yeah. Keep sharing all our stories. We've got really good interaction um, with that as well. Um, plus all the good stuff like subscriptions on Apple and Spotify. Leave us a comment, five-star reviews. Um, with this show this year, we want to, again, thank Factory Sound. They are killing it. With anything entertainment-based, whether it's mics, um, you want to do uh, shows, they've got they just got they across yeah. everything. So hit up Jason at factorysound.com, uh, big supporter of Levels Network. Well, I might really... be getting mic'd up this week, eh? With one of those mics. Yeah, Factory so Sound. that brings me. You to... mic me up. We're gonna we're gonna Woo-hoo. we're gonna look into it. So me and Lukey are gonna look into it. We've got it. Lukey's getting the thumbs up. All right. So we're playing in the. I told I did um the run swim with with Normie this morning yeah. too. So Normie's gonna be on the opposition. I said we're gonna mic up the big fella. If anyone has seen, well, basically Mace, you are the OG of mic'd up. <laughs> Whenever, I think that that clip circulates. Every three months yeah. on um, the Sterlo one eh? on on YouTube. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna mic Mace up for the Nines Premier League. Um, people would uh, message me on Instagram a lot about 
um, how they can buy tickets. Mm. Go on the Instagram page, Nines Premier League. The uh, website is in the bio and you've got all the information. So for people that don't know, Matty Bowen's putting in a team um, with the North Queensland boys. Alex Glenn with his gym on in Brizzy and Gold Coast has got Normie, Gerard Bill, Jordan Kahu. They've got what? a stacked team. No, that's the reason we got all forwards in our team, mates, because we've got no backs. No, we haven't got any backs. Alex Glenn's taken them all. Um, oh, man, I wish it was in Sydney. But, yeah, Sammy Thiday, Josh Maguire is going to be part of our team. Yeah, we've got Mace, some big boys, Dynamis man. Louis, um, who else is in there? But Clint yeah, Newton. Clint Newton. <laughs> Newdo's in. He's out of his RLPA suit. Uh, and then uh, it's going to be a good weekend. So that's next weekend, Aussie Day weekend. Fun, man. It's going to be fun. to get up on the Goldie. You know um, you're old, so you know you're old when it's like you got you known people for like 24 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like me, Nudo and I, we've known each other since – I reckon 95. Like we've been mates since 95. Uh, we were also wrote in the group that uh, you're refusing to get tackled, mate. No, nah, mate, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to get tackled. I'll just, I want to feel the energy in the yeah, other team, but if yeah. they don't come at me, just don't. I'll tell you what, I'll speak. Me, me and Normie were speaking about it this morning. He's already worried about um, Moose. He's already worried about Josh McGuire. I'll be worried about someone like him because well, he doesn't well, have an off button. Well, he's on our team. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what so I mean. Like, goes, if he goes if, hard, he goes, I'm going to kick him because even uh, Moose was saying in the group chat, is there any suspensions? Yeah. <laughs> even like, I think I think, I think Moose, I'll just be get, I'll say, just get outside. Get outside the three and just early ball to him. I don't think he knows how to stop. Yeah. yeah he'll, he'll, just, he'll just be hitting outside in lines. Yeah, wow. I'm sitting on the wing for sure. Um, so to get ready Be for that, Mace, yeah. we need to get some Ks in the legs, right? Yeah. Levels Run Club is back this week. Slight change. We're moving it to Sundays moving yes. forward this year. Good. Um, I actually do radio stuff on Saturday morning, so it's a little bit hard for me. I feel like I've got to get – Sunday's better, but, man. Sunday's a good time, Sunday isn't Sunday stroll. Yeah. And then I can bring heavy. the family down. I don't have to rush all the way to radio. I can sit and have a coffee because we've been doing that with people, but I've got to go after about 15 minutes. What about, the, what about minutes. the time? Is the time still the same? 6.30. Happy with 6.30? Okay, yeah. Yeah, you like 6.30? Check it with the group, but some, some, sometimes some of those guys can't make it because it's too early. Okay. All right. So seven, maybe, seven, I don't know, 7.30 or something Yeah, like that? yeah. Lukey's chucking up 7. I don't know. We'll stick to 6.30 this week. We'll communicate with the group that rock yeah, up. Yeah. If they would prefer 7, we could slightly change it next week. But let's stick to 6.30 yeah. um, because that's what we've been doing so far. Meet at Homestead Cafe at the stairs, ready to go at 6.30. It's only 5K. Um, and I was running with the boys on Tuesday because we've got some footy fields there as well. I was thinking about implementing. Touch n- game or something? Not touch. No? Start doing – you know how when people start seeing the scores for uh, um, what the boys have been training? So maybe one week we do a four and five. Maybe one week we do a Bronco. Bronco, so right. when people see the times, I can see people comment all the time. Um, Tommy did and smashed the Bronco record at the Cowboys. Did four minutes twelve, and they're like, "Oh, that's she's not got that four hard. minutes twelve. Four minutes twelve. That's ridiculous. Four minutes thirteen. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Drinky got four eighteen or something, and then Tommy did and come back and smashed it. I love to see so the best did. one, the best, the best Bronco. Yeah. You know, it was the best. Darius Boyd. Why guys no. that are fit as hell, like fullbacks and stuff like that, but are strong. Right, Darbs is strong, fit, repeat speed, mate. He's one of the best. I don't know if this is a per- porky or not, but this is um, what do they call it when uh, folklore? When um, I heard Kirk Gidley out around the beep test, is that a fakie no, or it's not? Fake. Is that a fake? Yeah, beep, beep test just keeps going. No, nah, it stops at twenty one or twenty two. No, I don't think so. I'm just trying Are with you Gids. sure? I, yeah, I'm trained with Gids for like three years. Up okay, there. so I'm it's a porky. Yeah, because yeah, that was um, he's he's up there. Like yeah. I think it's like seventeen, eighteen. He's, yeah. he's he doesn't stop. So Gids, okay. Gids and Darbs and Jared Mullen. Lukey, while we're talking, just give me a thumbs up in the background if 
No, down. So it doesn't go to 21. What does it? It just keeps going. Yeah, that's what Non-stop. I saw. Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay. That's what I mean. That's Massive like it was folklore. Yeah. Yeah. He just, I think one time they just told him to stop because he just kept going. He's looking now. He's going 21. Luke, he's going 21 now. He's going 21. All right. I'm right. 21. 21. There you go. He doesn't get, he hasn't got 21. But. Yeah, okay. You know how fast that is? Kurt Gidley, can we tag him on Instagram? Because I've heard <laughs> this, I heard this for 15 years. Kurt Gidley, we'll tag him on Instagram. Did you outrun the beep test? And we'll find out. I think maybe he got told to stop. Yeah. Okay. Just like at like 18 or something 19. like that. Or maybe you'd ready to outrun everyone yeah, else. Yeah, and everyone's just everyone's out at 12. That's a good pace, man. Because I've I've seen I've I've seen a few 18 ones in my day. Mm. Like I've seen some guys that were really fit get to around like mid 17s, 18 one, I think. But yeah, I, I always assumed that it went to 20, 21, 22. So Lukey's looked it up. Yeah, right. Um Kirk Gidley. Yeah, he's did you outrun the big test? Let us know. Darius Boyd, they're, they're some of the best trainers, mate. Yeah. They would kill they kill Broncos. I think Darb's got four minutes or something. Was did Darb, did Darb's end up remember that challenge when they went all the sport? Because I remember Billy Smith Billy Slater was the OG when they did all those different fitness tests against all the other um, Other athletes. codes, yeah. Bill's king. Did Darius do one as well? No, or no, he did the so. SAS. Yeah. 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 Billy killed that. Yeah. Bill's one of the best too. Yeah. Fitness wise. He'd be a weapon, eh? Hey? Yeah, I think Darb's like I think it's four minutes or nearly sub four for a Bronco. Yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy. Fast you're moving yeah, there. Yeah, that's crazy. You are moving and not slowing down. I, 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 I've I, heard of the All Blacks boys doing low four minutes. I haven't heard anyone yeah. doing under under four minutes. That'd be that'd be like a – I'm not sure who could move like that in this yeah. day. In this day. Like, Dearden obviously moves good. Like, a, like it depends on how, if you want to go balls out and something. Because you're doing that and then you've got a whole session to go. Yeah. You have another two hours of work. Do you want to blow it out at that start? Take yeah. your fucking half an hour to get over that. So we'll build towards Just that. Try to think. Who would, who would get a good Bronco now? Who's oh. the best Bronco runner in the NRL? Who would you think right now off the top of your head? Dylan, Dylan Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dylan Edwards. I just don't think Teddy he'd have that, top, that top end speed. I reckon Teddy would dust him because Teddy's quicker. I I don't think it's top end speed. I think nah. I reckon – got to fly on those 60s, bro. Yeah, but I reckon those fast twitch fibers are – they normally – they fatigue people, play, uh, athletes you know quicker, don't Pappenhausen, they? Pappenhausen, a peak, See, peak Pappenhausen. Papi, give me Papi. Give me the any of the fullbacks. Yeah, wingers, don't think wingers are fit, guys. I'd put Ches up there with a lot of people too. Ches yeah. was always a weapon. He used to go toe-to-toe. You know who was really yeah, he fit goes good. and just awful rig? Fucking killer. Remember Jamie Lyon? <laughs> Jamie Lyon. Killer has the worst rig of all time. Trained and three the best trainer, the best player. And, and just kill those. Yeah. Um, Snakey would be good too back Snakey. in the day. All yep. the fullbacks. General. General was good. Yep. Anyone who was just like just non-stop running 20K a What about game. hookers? Just think of some of the hookers. That Harry Grant would be good at it. Yeah, Harry, but Harry's a bit thicker. He's just a little gun button. I don't reckon he'd tire. Guys yeah. like him and uh, Friendy and that, they just don't tire, mate. What Let's see repeat Verils? speed, bro. Verils would be Sam good. Verils, I yeah. reckon, would be a weapon. Smith, Brandon Smith, has he got a good motor? Nah, Cheese has got nah. a mad footy motor, but I wouldn't say testing motor. No, nah, he'd, he'd blitz three if it yeah. was just three. Him, him and Fozzie are the same. They're got like they're not the best testing, but when it gets to a game, they just keep just fucking up. don't stop. It's a mind thing. Yeah. All right, we'll have a think about that. Maybe let us know in the comments who, who you think would be Damien the Damien Cook would be good. Cookie. Yes. Cookie, Peter, 100%. Pete, Pete Cookie. Cookie right now. 15. I reckon Cookie right now would smoke a lot of people. Let us know in the comments. No, 2018. Um, all right, I'll tell you where uh, all those guys would come in handy. Before you do the yo-yo test, what you want to do is <laughs> pump out the BSC energy drinks to make sure you get the best possible Bronco. Crack it open. 
Oh, that's another good sound. Ooh. That's another good sound. I'm going to be running out of these cans if you keep smashing them like that, Maze. I had one just before my run swim this morning as well. Oh, I haven't had anything this morning. Um, a lot of the boys in the NRL, uh, BSC, big part of the NRL, so they'd be having these before any of their big sessions, especially yeah. if it's like uh, a yo-yo, a bronco, they're about to get after it. Um, it's a clean energy boost to power through all their workouts. It's got 160 milligrams of caffeine. There's no sugar, no carbs, so you can enjoy it guilt-free. Energy. I've got a little shout-out. This is for you, OG. Country Todd. Uh, After hearing Widamu rave about the passion fruit cheesecake BSC bars for the whole of last season, I finally found them in Woolies. You got them? While listening to this set, I think he undersold how good they are. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, bro. So they're the grouse. So uh, shout-out to BSC, the partners on back. We need one of those just out here just in case we get hungry. Yeah, I, I have them all. I've got heaps of <laughs> We just can't Let talk, but... I'll bring them back in, yeah. They're not good for content. <laughs> no, it's awful. Bar. Um, all right, mate, let's get into the YouTube question. So, got a bit of an update. Like I said at the top of the show, I've changed my perspective on this right. whole involvement situation. Um, I said on Monday that I thought Warriors were probably the most to blame knowing the situation and letting it happen. But here's what we heard from Cameron George. He's come out and said, uh, and this is from Dan Pat Mack. Uh, maybe he's a fan of Pat Mack. <laughs> Um, the Warriors gave him exactly what he and his management asked for. How are they bad guys? Question mark. If the manager and player hadn't secured their next contract before asking for a release, it is 100% on them. Mm. And I agree with you now on this. Here's the update on the Volkman situation. This is from Cameron George. That's due diligence I would have thought a club would take before agreeing to sign someone. We agreed with Ronald's management that he'd been released immediately we contrib- contributed financially to his release and it was up to his management to negotiate a contract with another club. Fucking manager. Whatever the co- conditions were for him to go to another club is irrelevant to us. So that release, it was noted that he trained with them as well. I agree. Fucking I've manager, changed, mate. I've changed it. Yeah, so um, I think manager and, of course, what yeah. Cameron George is saying, the Dragons, due yes. diligence. Um, if you agree to get a player to come over... Uh, and get an immediate release, get him training with you before Chrissy, because obviously they wanted him in the building. Um, they're, they're struggling for depth at that position. Yeah. You've got to do medicals beforehand, right? Like, so it's the, it's definitely the manager's and, and St. George's fault. It's opinion. St. George's fault. The manager's just like the, the guy in between that goes boom, boom. He would have just thought all that was done. But it is the manager and the and St George. Mate. Yeah, but he shouldn't assume that. He's like this is. I know he shouldn't assume. Yeah. He should You should never assume with all this yeah. sort of stuff. But. Their relationship communication has obviously fallen down somewhere, and they've just gone, "Oh yeah, everything's sweet." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's that, how could like just say Ronald Volkman would have rang his manager, go, "Is everything sorted?" He's gone, "Yes." Yeah. Otherwise, if he said no and told the truth, he haven't got released yet, or he haven't signed anything like that. Yeah, it's you're not, not going to training. Yeah. So he would have got. So this is the conversation because I've been through this situation. I'll give you my situation, right? So everyone knows that. Um, I think I've said it before on the show, but for people with the new to the show. Um, Ricky Stewart coming in 2012 the first tell people that first story. person that he wanted to get rid of was me so ended up being a blessing at the skies but at the time it was rough <laughs> because I was on the back end of a three year deal where I was going to get my most money in year three right yep. so I ended up taking a pay cut so that's so, so I'll tell you I don't, I don't mind pe- tell the story about, it's a great story I don't mind talking about this so after I uh, debuted in 2010, I extended at Parramatta Eels for a three-year deal. 
first year 140, second year 160, um, third year 200. So I was going to get the most money obviously mm. in year three. And that's how a lot of the deals go. I actually had a deal at another club for 200,000 for all three years, right? So I took less money over two year period, which mm. is 100K, which is a lot, of, a money lot of money for money, me, though. for my, my level player. Yep. Every level player's got different circumstances. So I take less money in years one and two. Then Ricky rocks up because Daniel Anderson was the one who player coach who signed me. Ricky rocks up. We don't want him for two hundred. Get rid of him. So I took when it, when you go through these negotiations, I settled to leave Parramatta twenty five k of my two hundred yep. without a club. But I was at the time I was chatting to Melbourne and Manly. I ended up securing a deal for Manly for fifty k, and then I got matches throughout the year and I. I was so motivated that year because it was a, a kick in the guts that Ricky just didn't want me at all. He said, you're just going to play reserve grade for the rest yep. of the year. Similar situation what Volkman would have been yep. in, right, at the Warriors. He probably wasn't going to play first grade unless there was a shitload of injuries. So I thought, I'm at this crucial part of my career. I really need to kick on and, and find a club where I can at least be in contention to compete for a position. Yep. And ended up working out really well for me at Manly. Played every game, so I ended up getting really good matches throughout that year. But... With that situation, if I had a fucked shoulder, knee or anything on that last year, yeah. I could have dug my heels in and stayed in that contract. Yeah. Got my 200, then try to find a club for mm. the following year because it wouldn't have mattered. So I was healthy going into that next year. So obviously I took a punt on myself. It worked out. Had a good three years at Manly. But those are conversations and, and uh, specific examples of what happened to a lot of players, especially around – this you is know, the flip side, level, ladies and gentlemen. My level play. This is the flip side of like the big dogs, and then you got middle of the park, and this this is what happens every you know like every year, mm. and no one cares. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, but when it, when a Fanua Blake wants to leave, or someone else wants to do this, and Ben Hunt and all that, massive deal. Yeah, because of money, yep. loyalty comes yeah, out. Why, why Where the fuck's the loyalty to the younger kids that are the Parramatta Juniors and the Bulldogs Juniors and Newcastle Juniors and all the other juniors mm. when you don't want them? No one gives a shit. Yeah. That's why I'm cold with – like my heart's cold with yes. shit like this, mate. That's why – Because I've seen and I've seen some of my best mates get done with yeah. that sort of that sort of shit. I've heard stories like this and I'm just like, you know what? Fuck off, mate. You know, <laughs> just just get your money, be happy and just look after yourself at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. So at the end of the day for me, just on this situation, um, they really should have done their due diligence, whether it's like the management speaking like – whether Ronald told him, like, man, my shoulder's pretty fucked up, eh? Like, because he yeah. was, he still had two more years left of the yeah. Warriors. Like, oh, should I sort my shoulder out and then have a look at it next year? The comms are obviously down I wonder, across the yeah. board. Um, and the communication needed to be better because I feel sorry for Volkman. He's getting a second opinion. I hope he ends up playing some footy this year, but. He just needs to write it off. Get the Rico back himself. He's okay. still young, and yep. that's about it. It's, yep. You can't just, you can't, he can't. If I was going to advise him, it'd be a, get the operation done, yep. get whatever, whatever club to pay for it. Get on a roster next year. You got to start again. Yeah, someone will pick him up because he's sure. got talent. Yeah. he just needs to cop the loss. Someone needs to fix his his salary up because someone owes him. Regardless, he's still a contracted player, right? Well, it sounds like how I told you, I had a, a really small part of my uh, contract. The Warriors, I think, added financially a little bit to the release because yeah. he had two years left. So mm. he does well, have a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, they would have what? They would have just said he's half of it yep. and then try and get uh, topped up by St. George. Lukey's. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> here we go. We've got a bit of an update. Who's this from, Lukey? This is from Trademark Danny, Danny Sports. Danny Wilder. Trademark <laughs> Sports. So 
Here's a timeline. Reported timeline of injury and contract situation. December 12th, contact injury at Warriors training. No scans reported. December 24th, Volkman's manager's request granted termination of Warriors contract. Okay, so 12 days later. January 2, Warriors provide Dragons with medical report indicating shoulder irritation. January 3, Dragons announced signing, not reported at the time, but since revealed this, this was subject to medical clearance. January 4, Volkman trains with the Dragons, but no contact, had a bib on. Gen 5, scans performed on shoulder reveal loose screws from previous reconstruction. Dragons contract terminated. So, again, this is from Trademarsh Sports on Instagram. So, th this timeline might, might not be completely accurate, but uh, it's got a fair few comments on it and people uh, seem to to be buying into it. So, yeah, I still, I'm still on the same situation. Dragons should have done due diligence. Yeah. Um, the manager sh never should have ripped up the contract. He just needs to get his money, get rehabbed, yeah. and just go just right off this year. That's all he can do. Yeah. He's got a perfect example. Different circumstances, but Tamati Martin obviously mm. had that – remember they had the yeah. head and neck issues? Yes. He, went out, he just went back, started working for a little bit, got a second opinion on his neck, had a few years off. Um, he's come back. He looked really good. Yeah. So maybe, obviously, you don't want Ronald spending as much time out of the game, but spend a year out of the game and, and come back and get healthy and he'll yeah. be sweet because he's good. Sometimes player. it breaks as good as anything, man. Yeah. Just being away from the game, getting outside the NRL bubble because these kids have been in it since they're probably 16, 17. He's had pretty high expectations. Yeah, and he's had pressure on him. Sometimes just step back, get, get your Rico, get your body right. As I said, your best ability is availability. Yeah. You know, so get that right, get your head right. Focus back into it. Like it's just, it is what it is. You can't, you can't, can't control this situation. Yeah, can't play with it. You could have controlled it without better. a shoulder. You're fucked. You could have controlled it better, but now yeah. these are the cards you've been dealt. Yeah, and yeah. I hope the guy that he's got some good advice around him. Yeah, good management, which I doubt because his managers fucking dropped the ball on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's from Brood City Boys. Have you seen the videos Manly are bringing out for their preseason? They have a lot of goats like Snake. 2V, NS, Choc all helping out. You reckon this will make an impact? So, yes, I have seen that. Yeah, I've seen Snake's them all. I've watched them all. I don't know why, why why it's on my algorithm, yeah. but I've watched all four apps. Because you, you're an OG now. <laughs> yeah, you're locked mate. into yeah. how subscriptions work on YouTube, mate. <laughs> um, yes, we have both been mm. watching it. I love it. Shout out to the whole social media uh, team at uh, Manly. Shout out to Siebes. Anthony Seabold for the um, availability. A lot of coaches mm. wouldn't be keen to do this. We're obviously big NFL fans, mate, yeah, so we I love like watching it. it on Hard Knocks, etc. Um, and even Tony Mestroff, the CEO, like to to grant this sort of access mm. um, for everyone that's involved. Um, and there's a yeah, there's a young kid called Alfie that's been doing been at the club for a couple of years. He wasn't getting this sort of access when Des was there. I tell no, you that much. No. I, lo I love what they're doing here. Yeah. Because you have a look at I look I look at the NFL and go, you don't have access to players like they have a, like they have access to us now. Like before the games, we're so fully exposed. There's no, you know, what's what, what happens before the games. Where NFL have that, mm. NFL have that mystique of like you don't see it before games. Only a little bit now, but like for years, you never knew. But then you'd watch Hard Knocks, right? You know, like, oh shit, that's how they train. That's the gear that they wear. Mad, mad, mad. We're fully exposed as players. They're like on Instagram and like just say you see them training every single day, but you don't see the preseason like this now. Detail. The detail and all that kind of stuff. I think a lot of other clubs will start doing this because yep. everybody's got their own channel now. I agree. Right? Yep. So you'll see the, the Bulldog way and then the Knights way and like the Roosters and everyone will start doing it because it's great content. Content is king. 
Well, right? you know what it does too. It brings in membership Yes, fans. so people know how hard they're working. The fans know how hard they're working. Not everyone just rolls up to pre-season. Pre-season can be anywhere, especially in Sydney. You're not based in North Queensland or Newcastle. You stay there. In Sydney, you are all over the shop. You see those guys walk to fucking Bondi? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're everywhere. Manly everywhere. Like, if you're in the inner suburbs, like if you're at Bulldogs, you're, tr- you're fucking travelling everywhere. You're wrestling out in Penrith. The amount of work that you do as an athlete, I think the people will have a look at that and go, fuck, geez, they're working hard yeah. because they are. Yeah. They are. The amount of meetings you're doing, the amount of media that you're doing, the training, the supplements, everything is full on. You it's full on. I think they need to like really showcase that. I think Manly's done a great job, so well yeah. done. The benefit of doing it in the preseason is so much better too because what you get now is everyone's hungry for footy. You get the everyone, right mind. Everyone loves to see, see, to see their players working hard mm. and you probably don't want to do it in season like the Dolphins are doing now on Hard Knocks because if results don't go their way, that's when fans start going, why are they doing all this shit? Concentrate on the, the games, yeah. right? So preseason, this is when you do it. You see them all working hard. You see a mindset like what they're trying to prepare for. Um, big tick, but watching the last episode of the boys walking to Bondi and back and doing that army camp um, drew back memories of our time. <laughs> so in 2015, yeah. uh, Twos and Donny Singen, the team took us to uh, Mount Kosciuszko, and I'll set the scene for you, Mason, yeah. and then you and then you yeah. and you knock it out of the park. So we got broken up into three or four teams. Um, at this stage as well, I'd done two army camps at Parramatta, mm. and we'd never done one at Manly because. We had OGs there at Manly, yeah. right? And, and they very – I didn't expect any of them to be doing it, yeah. but we were all We all involved. did it. Uh, Killer was there. You yeah. were there. Snakey was Snakey, there. Snakey, Stevie Maddow. Anyway, so we do this army camp. We go to Kosciuszko. Uh, we get a bit of a debrief the night before we, we get down there. All right, boys, um, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be climbing Mount Kosciuszko. We're going to be broken up into groups of – three groups of eight – and we're going to be carrying kayaks up the up the mountain, and then we're going to come down the back of the lake, mm. and we're going to kayak our teams um, down the bottom. We're going to do a bit of a fitness session down the bottom, and it's going to be going for about twenty four hours. So just get prepared, do your best, get some rest. We're getting we're getting up at three o'clock. In the Any morning. info on the weather yet? No, I'll, yeah, you I'll, getting I'll get to it. it. Sorry, sorry, I'll get to it. So this few of the fun. boys are getting a bit nervous because Yosko, mind you. This is in uh, December, December and yeah. November. Like this is summer, right? It was pre- yeah, heading into the break. So at this point, none of us are asking questions about uh, how cold it's going to be. Everyone's like, oh, when you get to the peak, like you know, sunscreen. Like, what do we need? Are we going to be up there? What time are we get up there? And the boys go, look, I'd recommend maybe chucking some skins tops on because um, you know when the when the sun hits you, yeah, you can get a bit of sunburn. Yeah. And it's going to be a, so pretty, pretty much. They're saying it was going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Sunscreen. These yeah. are the words that get thrown around. Yeah, sunscreen, uh, skins to protect. Yeah, you from, just from the sun. From the sun. <laughs> so, you know, we we go to bed that night, like because it's uh, mind you, it's actually wet. Like it's raining outside. Well, I mean, Snake and I had a few Kosciuszko yeah, beers yeah, the yeah, night we had, before. We had a couple of sneakers. <laughs> as well, me and Gutho and Georgie were. Yeah, it was fucking good gang. We had we had a couple of beers. So anyway, we. We're chilling there. There's a little bar that we had a beer at. We get woken up at three o'clock in the morning. It is pissing down with rain, right? It's cold. It's fucking so, freezing. So like I wake up, I look out, outside and went, fuck this. But we've got the kit all laid out, what we're going to take, right? You set it out because we had to get up so early. We just put our coat, kit on with shorts, 
I changed because I went outside, had a look. I had shorts, skins, um, BSC skins, mm. uh, top and bottom. And I went back and Fuck, I need to go get a jacket in there. It looks pretty cold out there. And I, I thought, you know what? Just chuck it in the kayak. Anyway, so we start climbing the mountains. When you climb the mountains, I, for people that haven't been on snowfields, there's no snow there. So it's all grass. But because it's raining, it's been raining so hard, the ground's just slipping Slippery from as fuck. underneath us. So it took us for what would have been a normal. 20 minute climb. It took us like two hours. Remember, it's ridiculous. To get to that first snow, ridiculous. Um, to get 200 meters to, to the first bit yeah. where the, the uh, ski ramps get to. Yeah. Um, anyway, then we start getting halfway up the mountain. The rain's going sideways. That's how, that's how hard the wind was blowing, right? So it's cold. It's cold. We're, wind chill factor wind chill. minus 10. They said it was. Recorded at five degrees, but because of the wind chill yeah. factor, it was actually minus five on top of the peak. <laughs> so you got to take in consideration. We've gone up. We're thinking, that, all right, few of the only a few of I the had boys a are wearing shirt on. Few of the boys are wearing shirt, uh, shorts, and a shirt. Yeah. We were swapping, carrying the kayak side to side. So we'd carry for ten minutes, drop it, go swap side, so we could carry it with the left hand and yeah. put our right hands in our pockets. Because when you dropped it, <laughs> our fingers were going purple, right? Oh, it's bringing back some it was, PTSD. It was, it was so It was cold. so uncomfortable, wasn't it? But who was doing it worse than anyone else? Ruben, our man, Luben, <laughs> our sprint. He's, <laughs> I love Ruben. He's, uh, he was a sprint trainer at Manly at that time. He's a sprint trainer at the Bulldogs now. Great yeah. human. And he has fucking zero body fat, yeah. right? Yeah. And <laughs> we're walking up. I think we're, what, what, three quarters of the way maybe? Yeah, yeah. And next thing it's like, Ruben's fucking dying. Yeah. So, <laughs> and we thought, well, just joking around because we just take the piss out. Oh, fucking come on, mate. And he went to take him into this one, uh, like a- Toilets. Little toilet. Yeah, and they, they got stop six, points as we go Six up. or seven of us had to hug him yeah. and bring him back to life. <laughs> so, so we so we get- He never sleeps. He would never live that we're down. Ne- we're nearly at uh, Dante's Peak. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're nearly at the peak and, and uh, we- We were hugging him the whole we're, way. We're in fr- we were in front of your group, yeah. like as in- no one was racing, but we just yeah. naturally were in front of you. And then we get told by our the guy that was leading our group, we got to go back. We're yeah. going, boys, we're going back. Mind you, the wind's going sideways, the rain's Awful. pissing down with rain. So we're like, can hardly see. But we're in the zone, but we're in the zone, like just yeah. trying to get to we're the just peak to grind and, get, and done. get the fuck out. Even get the guys down. that were leading us going, we didn't. I said, what the fuck is this? Yeah. We didn't expect this to just come out of nowhere like a freak storm. I'm like. Oh my god! That's on the peak. Let's before we get yeah. to the peak, though. Let's explain what happened to Ruben. So we get in there. So we go. The second group's pulled into the toilet. So we like turn around. We can't see shit. So we go. All right, let's go to the toilet. We get in the toilets. Mason, his crew are all around Ruben, and Ruben's he's, there. He's free. He's dying. He's, they've ta- they've taken off his clothes. He's proper got like early stages yes. of hypothermia. So they go. <laughs> Do we leave him there? They said, we've got to leave Ruben there. So we climb the rest of the mountain for yeah. an extra like hour or so. Yeah. They go, boys, when we get to the top, the guys that were taking us through go, hey, it's getting dangerous. Yeah. The, the weather's turned on us. <laughs> Instead of going down the hill and going through the kayak and through the water, yeah. they said, we just need to get you back Just down straight safely. down the hill, straight down the side. So we just turned around and went straight back down the hill, picked up Ruben again from the toilets <laughs> yeah. with a couple of people still in there. And uh, we obviously got down to the bottom and we just went and sat yeah. remember in front of it the fire. It was awful. For like two hours because yeah. everyone was just like, all your motor oh. skills were done. I couldn't like, the hardest part at the bottom of the hill was trying to get our clothes off because yeah. I couldn't 
unstrap any of the jackets because my fingers wouldn't move. Fuck, it's an awful feeling, eh? Oh, your it was feet, so your cold. hands is just yeah. like, what is happening? Because yeah. as I said, the mindset was like, oh, sunscreen, but yeah, fucking yeah. might get a bit of a tan. Well, the hard part was supposed to be the kayaking through the water yes. and then the fitness session down the bottom. Done. We didn't even do it. No. We didn't even get to it. So uh, <laughs> that was awful. How uh, many camps you done like that? Um, three. Fuck, I've done one. Wayne three. Bennett's infamous um, camps. That's yep. what sort of. That's what. Uh, Seabold's taken out of as well. Yeah. The camp. Because if you watch that manly way, the guys that are doing it are what? All new. Yeah. They haven't been at the club. They've got to get into that culture and Melbourne buy in. As well. Yeah, they've got Melbourne to buy in. So that's, Wayne, that's they? all from Wayne. Yeah. Because Bellyache would have done that yep, under, under Wayne. So Belly, so Wayne used to t- takes all the new recruits and you got to, You only have to do the camp once. Once. And it's a three-day camp. And it was awful. We did an SAS camp in yeah. 2013. We ended up playing. We ended up making the prelim that year. It was a great year. Yeah. So you get these poles. I'll just a little short story. You get off the bus. So we didn't even know that we're doing a camp. Right. We're in the middle of the sunny coast or something like that, and we just get it. We're going through these back out, back tracks, whatever. And then fucking these SAS dudes stop the bus and get off. Get the fuck off the bus. Wayne's already taken us to like a convenience store, so we're all mentally dropped, right? Everyone's eating fucking like Starburst and lollies and shit, like Chucky uh, Uate, like he's eating <laughs> shit. And next minute they go, get the fuck off. And everyone like, so just before they go, oh, get, you remember Bear Grylls, yep. Man vs. Wild, and he's got his own kit and everything. So we all had mad kit thinking we're going to be camping. Like it was fucking, or glamping, <laughs> who knows? Get off, <laughs> fucking just leave your bags, everything on, on the bus. Get off, get into this shit kit, like heavy fatigues and everything like that. Here's a big metal pole, weighs 25 kilo. Is Alpha Bravo Charlie. Um, you got a partner, so Alex McKinnon yep. was my partner. We couldn't let that fucking pole drop for three days. Yeah. And it was awful. Yeah. Up hills and strip for three days, yeah. nonstop. Yeah, yeah. Every morning, get up on the two, no sleep, yeah. no sleep. Yeah. Like it was intense, but it brought us together, man. It was fucking mad. They work well. So like usually- You can only do it yeah, once though. Yeah, usually you don't even have to do it once. We did the whole first grade squad did it. Yeah. He goes, that's because it was a new squad. Everyone was sort of coming together. He goes, we need this. Yeah. And it fucking helped. Yeah, for It was sure. unreal, mate. It was one of the hardest things I've done. I was 33. Yeah. But I, I needed that. I felt sorry for Brownie. He was the OG in there. Brownie, game. that's Brownie, and even like Corey Waddell. Yeah, like yeah. I think they've done some preseasons. Yeah, they were talking about before, like the Jared Mullins. Like yeah. they're on their eighth or ninth preseason. Yeah, just did going you, fuck this. Did, did you see Brownie couldn't do the? Brownie couldn't do. The- <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the squats. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Brownie, you got the old card out I'm there. I'm excited for him. Man. I got, think he's gonna have a good year with I us. I think he's, he looks focused. Yeah, he looks focused. He's he looks really like he's good, man. Yeah. It'd be good if it's at 13 if he gets back to playing like he was. You got Jakey Jaboyevich and you put him in the pack. Yeah, that's it. Similar players. Come off the bench, rip in for 15, 20 minutes. That's all it's He's just been off for the last couple of years, man. I don't know where his head's been, but when his head's on, he's one of the best forwards in the game. Yeah, you want that. And I think it didn't end well at Para for him. He fell out of favour there. The coaching and, you know, just the selections heading into the grand final that year, when the year before he played Origin, then you're not getting in the side. Yeah, he played eight weeks and then played in the grand final. He yeah. didn't play for eight weeks, yeah. NRL, and then played in the grand final, remember? Yeah. But like, like he should have started, been playing all year. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, hopefully Good luck to him. back. Um, there's a few mm. stories from uh, from Kansas. Yeah. Had an update as well. We talked about halves coming through, right? Yep. So there's a pretty decent uh, last name coming through at Penrith. Cleary. Oh, Jet. Wow. Really? The Jet variety. So there's a younger kid coming through. What a this cool name from, too. Jet Cleary. It's a mad name. Wow. It's a mad name. Should uh, be a singer This is from Daryl Wallace and a whole heap of people that were trying to correct us on this. Penrith have Jack Cole and another young fella by the name of Jet Cleary as number sixes. So that could potentially be- How um, old is Jet? 
Uh, Jets, I think he's somewhere in between 18, 19. He's just something like ready. that. Yeah. He's ready. The, uh, apparently, this Jack Cole goes good. There's also they brought Schneider back from the UK, who was playing for the Raiders a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. and Dane Laurie's also there for backup six. Yeah, uh, floating he could play fourteen. Roles. Well, if he's just filling in to start six, we'll he's a give ball him a runner. crack in that system. He's just know? a runner, isn't he? Like yeah. he could be like a Tyson Gamble, just run. He played a couple of good games at the back. Yeah, he's Dane Laurie. No. This one uh, is from Jimmy Reed, big fire, big supporter of the show. Shout out to Jimmy. I know he's been getting after as well, getting his five k. Can we get some thoughts on the new dropout rule? All right, here it is. Amendment, the only amendment for season 24, yeah. 24 which I like. Um, contested restarts. If a team kicks the ball out on the full over the touchline or the ball fails to travel at least 10 metres going forward and attempt to contest a restart from the goal line, 20 metre line, which is, would be the, uh, mm. the quick taps as well, or halfway from a kickoff, play will now restart with a play of the ball 10 metres out from the line of the kick and 10 metres in front of touch rather than a penalty kick, which is really important. So I'll give you examples. You like that? The change will give more incentive for teams to attempt short kickoffs or dropouts. Here's a specific example that I'll give to you. The game's eight all, five minutes to go. Rather than kicking it deep and defending your line, with the worry of not kicking it 10 metres or putting it out on the full on a short kick out, which yep. teams do a lot, and then therefore the team taking a penalty going, going up 10-8, mm -hmm. the teams are going to try to get the ball back, get it, get some momentum and potentially yeah. try scoring themselves. Yeah. So they want to make that, it a competition, right, at the end of the game. I can see some um, – I don't mind that side of it. Uh, NRL physio, uh, Lukey shared this in our group yesterday and brings up a good point. It's a way of – in the NFL, they reduced – sorry, they increased the yardage for a, a, uh, a fair catch. So for NFL, when you'd kick off, if you caught it in, in goals, you'd go out to the 20-yard line to start your yeah. first snaps. They increased that because on average, I think it was around 20 to 21 yards per kick return anyway. So they gave the attacking teams more incentive by moving an extra five yards. Mm -hmm. What they're trying to do is bring down collisions, CTE, all these problems that they're worried about, like those big collisions. And as you'd probably know, yeah, I think there's be some 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 of that. I yeah, reckon. and on, plus what you on said, kickoffs, plus kick what returns. you said. I, th I just think it's fair. Yeah, I think it's fair, especially when you're talking about the last couple of minutes and it's eight all, and you need that ball back and have a chance to get the ball back, even if it's a minute, right? They're going to run it through, get the repeat set. You're going to come off your line. You're going to get bashed. You don't get a chance. Yeah, at least you get a chance in the last minute. Now five minutes, you're going to get two or three chances, right? But that one minute, or even thirty seconds, you get that chance to get it. Yeah. That's what they want. They just don't want to drop it out. You get the ball, a couple of hit-ups done. Yeah. It's all about the finish, right? Yeah. And it's a little bit of the collision. I believe so. I don't think anyone gets – has there been any massive collisions on kickoffs lately? Yeah. That's been knocked out? Oh, not knocked out, but still So like, collision's huge. Trust me. I used to do them all the time. But two, like two – years, Two years ago, that uh, that Origin game comes – remember people getting knocked out yeah. five in the first – I think, yeah, you just, just if you rule that out – Fine. There's yeah. a, it's got to be that little bit of element to that as well. Yeah, you have to. You'd have to be thinking about that because that sort of hit. Yeah, you can come from anywhere. They're, they're quite common on on dropouts, obviously. And I, I did I did a golf episode with Luke Kiry a couple of years ago. He, he ran me through the analytics of it. Mm. So basically, teams would much prefer defending their line from 10 out as well. So yeah. what you do is you take away the 40-meter sprint. Mm -hmm. um, so if you've done a shitload of defense, maybe two sets in a row. Different mindset you, too. You eliminate that 40-meter sprint before you get to the first contact but, as well off a dropout. Yeah, yeah. 
And some teams it's so much more comfortable defending their line because then – It's a different mindset. We talked about Jaden Campbell and AJ Brimson on Monday, right? Mm. Yet one extra person in the line to defend your line. Yep. Yeah, I, I, yeah. All the analytics are out. I, I understood that. I understand that. So pretty much, I reckon. We'll you know who's going to hate this? All the stat stat men getting the twenty meters off the off the kicker. Oh yeah, the easy meters. All <laughs> the easy the front meters. Rollers, all the yeah. front rolls would be hating it. Give me those easy meters. I think it's a good rule. Yeah, I don't mind it. Just to take those collisions out too. I pr- I pretty much think ninety percent of dropouts are going to be short now. Yeah. Well, the the only the only reason why you wouldn't do it is yeah. the fucking element of like, oh, we could cost two points. Yeah. Because even if you take an early two sometimes, yeah. if you do that. Like, yeah, early you in know, the game. Like, late in yeah. the game, if you fucking haven't got your offense up, you, you, you're going to struggle. Yeah. I'd, 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 we'll get the stats. At, I'll get the stats for next game, but for the, for the next Someone episode. showed me the analytics last year and I'm like, yeah, you'd be been, doing the short. Do you reckon short dropouts would have been around 50%, maybe yeah. 60%? Yeah. Felt like it, eh? Yeah. Why wouldn't you, but? Because understand, understand with the middles as well. Just say you've been under the pump. You've been under the pump for like two sets. Yeah. I don't want to fucking sprint 40 metres into like Tom Burgess or Sam Burgess or someone like that. It's always been a huge collision. Yeah. And when you've been in positions like that, like you're trying to – like those first two, they're hard to make. Especially when um, – Two or three, they're coming through your ruck. And if you get an opportunity for, for your outside back, you would save your coats, right? Money does it a fair bit. Yeah. Kick it to fucking coats and see if he can get it for us. He gets the ball, you go – yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right, let's attack. I love the rule. That's a completely different mindset. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't mind it. But it's a long. different mindset when you defend your line as well. Yeah. As soon as you go into that zone, it's different. Like you got to, it's online defense. It's a different mode mm. instead of that middle of the field. Because they get down there in three or four anyway. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do, you reckon, it. do you reckon it'll translate to kickoffs now with this new rule? Like more people short kickoffs? Yeah. No, nah, it's too many yards to get yeah, up. Yeah, too many yards. You eh? can get jammed. If Penrith gets you, yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It'd be a yardage thing. It'd be a yardage thing. And it would be an attacking kick every yes. time. You wouldn't want that. Because look how important that first 20 is to yeah. really just drive the nail. Because even if you teams. do get the ball back off a short kickoff, you probably only get one or two attacking shots anyway inside the mm. 20. So the benefits of losing it and them being on the attack yep. outweigh. Yeah. So I reckon it'll just more be. Penrith will be driving it down into your in goal every time. Yeah. They only, unless it's a 10 all game, you need the ball back. Yeah. Unless it's situational like that, you're yeah. going to go long. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. yeah. of that, all the analytics will say, like, if you can get up, if you, if you try and get them in to before the 40, that's a fucking stop. That's yeah. a great stop. Because they're going to kick it and then you'll get it on the 20, you'll get to the 30. Then, do you know what I mean? That's how it works. Good kickers. Yeah. Okay. Good middles. You know, and then you can just drive them in. That's what that's what Penrith do. Next minute, you're coming off your try line. Well, it depends on your role. You're talking. You're using Penrith as an example because they love the fucking yeah. grind. They just do the best. Maybe if you're not in that grind and you're oh, trying to look for 100%. a cheap way out, like maybe if, a team like the Tigers. Yes, if you if you don't want if you if you ain't built like that, yeah. you're doing other you're doing other things, and that's fucking. It follows Penrith or some team like that. You'd be like, that's weak. Yeah, and then those dogs like Fish and Leota will let you know too. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they'll let you know. Like Liam Martin, yeah. you take all these little weak options, taking ten meter fucking kickoffs. I'm like, if I'm a middle, I'm like, put it on this guy's chest. You know what used to crack me up when, um, just say like early on in the game, a team would take the two, and then you'd get someone in your team going soft. Yeah, they can't soft, break mate, it. Soft, yeah. Screaming that shit out, you, and, then you, and, and then you see guys on the on the other side that didn't want to take the two, but they got overruled by their captain yes. and coach and shit, and they'd be looking. At me. That's me and Ogo. It's yeah, fucking dope. Look at this voice. They has can't him, break has him, has him coming in to take the two from the fucking sideline. <laughs> Has stay out there, mate. We got this. 
All right, let's get into the West Tigers. <laughs> we mentioned them there. 2024 games. Latu Fainu and Samuel Fainu come over from the Seagulls. Uh, Jaden Sullivan comes over from the Dragons. Uh, I highlighted the next two. Aiden Caesar comes back from the Super League from Leeds Rhinos. Um, Solomon Alamilo. Al- Al- apologies if I got this wrong. Ale Malo from Super Rugby. Uh, he's played at the Chiefs a couple mm. of years ago. He's a uh, big outside back nice. uh, that could be pushing for a wing spot. Uh, Solomona Fatape. And Jazzy Olam comes over from the Storm. Jeez, that's uh, some good buys. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, as for losses, Luke Brooks and Tommy Talao go to the Seagulls. Dane Laurie, who we spoke about before, he's off to the Panthers. Atasi James also goes to the Seagulls. Uh, Rua Nati Kora goes to North Sydney Bears, New South Wales Cup. Tuki Simpkins goes to Dolphins training trial. Brandon Wakeham is at the Blacktown Workers. Tristan Riley has been released. Brandon Webster Mansfield released. And Sean Bloor, he is a part of the swap for Juzzy Ollum. Um, I'm going to go through my predicted lineup, Mace. Yep. Um, for the West Tigers. Let's start off with the outside backs. I've got Dream Buller had an outstanding rookie year. Uh, David Nofaluma, he's the OG on the wing. I've got on, on the other wing position, I think this is going to be contested. We've got Charlie Staines, who I think would be front runner, they just re-signed him for another couple of years. Um, Junior Tupo, I would have thought probably would have been my front runner. If not, he signed at the Dolphins. Oh, did he for the following year oh, in 2025? No. Yeah, so Wayne's got another big rough. outside back. He's good. And he's the nice. other one with a little asterisk next to it, I've got is Solomon Ale Mullo. Uh, he's the he's the uh, Super Rugby player. It's about 26, 27 okay. comes over. He can move, play multiple positions it's in the back posi- line. It's the position thing, man. Yeah. So we'll see how he adapts to the game as well. In Who's the centers, he, who, sorry, who would be your center? In the centers, Juzzy Olam, and, and or I got Stafford Tor, who had a really good yeah, start like to the season. Sort of fell away a little bit. Fell a little bit they of favor at the end of the year. But that's to be expected when yeah. the teams aren't going well. And then uh, in their last game against Manly when they got dusted, they uh, debuted a young kid called Josh Folletti. He's only 19 years old. Mm. He's a bit of a mutters as well. Um, just a young kid. So maybe he's, not now. He's got, he's got his preseason under well, his no, belt. We'll see, we'll see what happens <laughs> round one. But maybe he can develop into a bit of a player. So yeah. I think he might. he's a player that they're pretty, um, pretty high on. <clears throat> As for the six and seven, I think Aiden Caesar's a lock for the seven. Yep. Um, and they're going to let Jaden Sullivan and Latu Fanu uh, mm. fight it out for that six jersey. Um, front row, the, the middles pretty much picked themselves. Stefano Utuukamanu, Api Carousel, Dave Klemmer, locks. Isaiah Papali, John Bateman, locks. I've got Fanua Pole. Yeah. Uh, as a 13, he fell out of favour a little bit for the Tigers last year, but then really found his way back into the team and started playing Still young, footy. man. He's a kid. And on the bench, uh, Talon De Silva, he's the, the dummy half that comes off the bench from him. He played about yeah. nine games to finish the season. Alex Twole, he's going to be there. Um, a guy that has been in and out of the team now for a couple of years that I really like every time I watch him play is Alex Seifarth. He just has a real crack for him. There's not much about him. Yeah. The big, tall ginger that comes off the bench, he can play back row, yeah. he can play front row. And uh, Samuel Afainu. I was really excited about mm. him at Manly. I thought he's really going to kick on and be the back rower. Yeah, can fucking he's built for the game. I bro. like him. I, I just want to know what's yeah. Is he how old is he? He's like 20, 21. Yeah, yeah he's, he's still, still a baby. He's mate. Still a he just kid. needs he just needs some good people around him. I think John Bateman and all these older OGs will fucking help his Probably. growth. It'll help him. I don't think he had anyone in the. You got. Uh, uh, Olakawatu, who's yeah. still young over there, so he wouldn't be having that leadership around him. Well, the different. Yeah, you're right. You you're 100 right, Mace, because Hamali was 
He's a baby what? himself, bro. He was fine. He he established himself last year, yeah. right? But he was still learning to play 80 minutes week in, week yeah. out. Because he used to, even the year before, he'd drop off at the 60-minute mark. Yeah. He wouldn't be as um, damaging. But yeah. last year, he's, he turned into a proper 80-minute player. Um, and then also they had um, Kelmato Alangi, who fell out of favour at Manly yeah. as well. He's now at Parramatta. So I think Samuel Afanu will really kick on with the uh, the guidance of a guy like Isaiah yeah. Papali and John Bateman. It depends what position they play him as well. He's an edge. Yeah. He's an edge. I like he, he does his best work. They put him in the middle sometimes. I like him on an edge. I'd put him in the middle and then just let, attack on the edge kick. Yeah. You've got to get these kids with a work rate is that's very high. Put him in the middle and defend in the middle and then just attack wherever you want. Like a Jason Tom Yeah. Like, you know remember just, how he- Just defend. Just get your legs under you, man. Because you know on an edge, man, it's more of a sprinting. You just 60 meter sprints all the time. Yeah. Hardly any ball for a back row, especially young it, back it, rowers. It's a different game now. It's a I different am. game, man. There used to be more, uh, there used to be uh, a more emphasis on them attacking. Yeah. But now it's defense, kick chase, one percenters. You get your eight to 12 carries. Yeah. And they've got to be fucking dynamite. Yeah. Most of them are decoys. Yep. Like Olukawatu gets a lot of touches because he's dynamite. And he makes like he gets early ball. He's a difference maker. He gets early ball, even if it's like, he'll shake you, mm. palm you off, beat you with his right foot, Flake left collar. palm, flick. He's got everything. Yeah. He's got soft hands. You know, like yeah. fuck, he's a gem. Yeah, there's only really there. like him for feeder and kick out that are like that. Everyone yeah. else, he's got a higher skill set than those kids. The, the, I agree. Those, those other blokes, <laughs> they're all ball runners, kick out and, and for feeder. Feeder's got high skill set, but I like Olakawatu's so full package and can bang. Yeah. Like you take your head off. I love how um how I love how good he in the air he is. Like off kicks. Everything. Like everything that he does is not not only in the air, but he's really got nice soft hands across the ground as yes. well when, when Ches puts in a little kick as well. He would have scored Put him like in ma- fucking origin team, tries. man. Jesus Christ. He, he'll be an origin. Hope Madge yeah. likes him. Yeah, Madge will like him. He's a Madge guy. Um a player to watch. I've got this young kid called Lachlan Galvin. Um he's um there's a lot of hop around this kid. He's a Westfields kid, Westfield Sports Eye, best alumni. That's high school, and I think they won the championship last year. Were they played Toronto High? Um, no, they didn't play Toronto High. <laughs> they just beat Toronto High on the bell. Um, but he's a half and five eight. Okay, uh, so got some halves coming out. They're just not household names. Well, Caesar Salad needs Caesar away. Salad just needs a fucking dominate. Yeah, take all that fucking things, all the things that he learned overseas. He killed it over there. Mm. Bring it back here. Yeah, because he's and, a good kid, man. And he was good at Canberra before he went over. Yeah, he yeah. can play, man. He's yeah. got everything. All right, we've got some odds from our friends at the tab for the Tigers to win the GF. Tell me if you tell me if you like these odds as we go through. Win the GF sixty seven dollars. Mm, good <laughs> odds. <laughs> are they the most? Yeah, yeah. No. Right. Uh, who are the most? No, I think the Dragons are the most. Dragons, yeah. Yeah, they are. No, we'll just quickly roll through them. Uh, sixty seven dollars to win the GF. Twenty nine dollars to make the GF. I find this interesting that all these teams' price to win the minor premiership is actually more than winning the grand final. So they're one hundred and twenty six dollars to win the minor premiership because wow. I guess they're saying that you could fluke getting in, getting can't into be a grand final, all year. and then go on a run. Yeah, like the Eels of 09, yeah. right? Um, to make the top four, thirteen dollars. To make the top eight, six dollars. To miss the eight, obviously a dollar nine because that's the most expected. Um, all right, here's a question for us from YouTube. Hey, fellas, given Benji wasn't known for his defense, who's the defensive coach at the Tigers? 
Caldry 69. So I went and had a look at his coaching stuff. He's got his old gang back there from back in the day. Robbie Farrer, Chris Ironton, and John Morris. Who's running defense for that team, Mace? Let's not get it twisted. Just because he wasn't known for his defense doesn't mean he doesn't know defense. He, yes, you're right. Yeah, you know, like it doesn't. Good point. You know, I just don't think that's that's a that's a valid sort of argument. I'm just thinking, well, he knows the game, Benji, enough. He's not sitting there and telling you how to defend. You don't necessarily like teaching have you how to be to a good front on defender. To be able to know schemes well, yes, position, positional play, understanding, communication, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. You know, Robbie Farrow, Chris Heinington, Josh Mor- uh, John Morris, they're not the best defenders in the world either if you break their games down. Mm. Let's not do that. Mm. They're coaches. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, Heinington's a good, you know, he was a solid defender in the middle. Like, so you've got different looks, right? You need Benji, he understands edge defense. Yeah. Because he's a three man. Heinington and Robbie Farrah understands the middle and Heinington comp- and understands the edge as well. And John Morris understands outside backs He's and been the a middle. He's been you a need, yeah, you need to understand. So they've got a lot of brains there and a lot of experience all over the field. So mm. they can all they'll all be chipping in. I'm not sure who's going to get the you're the defensive coordinator. I'm not sure, maybe Heinington. Yeah, well, some of the best coaches over the years have been school teachers because they're really yeah, low at uh, Just understand the game. Yes, it's the communication and it's that's yeah, why all four of those kids, all four of those men can put a lot of input in the defense. I my my pick would be, and I don't know, I'd probably say John Morris just because he's got the most experience coaching. Yeah. Yep. And he and he's probably got the most experience communicating with 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 players yeah. for the, what maybe five plus years yeah. now. Gone all the way back to the Sharks. Yep. Did some stuff with the Rabbitohs. So then you can just ask questions. I'd right? say John Morris, but I could be wrong. But yeah, Johnny Morris could be going. Hi, how would you defend this? Robbie, how would you defend this? Like they'll all be sitting around before they even go out into the field and sort that sort of stuff out. Mm, yeah, for sure. That so, so don't worry about if you weren't a good defender on the field. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm um, just looking at some of these odds again, going back quickly. Uh, is there anyone else that you're sort of excited about in in the Tigers that get you fired up for this year? Like the Jareem Buller going from year one to year two. I like the Buller kid. There's going to be more film on him now. There's going to be more expectations on him. Um, I'd say Isaiah Papali'i and John Bateman were solid without being great. Yeah, Papali'i had a down year considering the last three years he had at Para. He was the best back rower nearly in the world. Yep. Like he got – I think he got two Dally M's. Like he killed it. Got to a grand final. I, I dare say he would have got one. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe two. Like he, yep. But he was in the – like he was in the finals all the time. You know, yep. like so he had a down year on his standards. So I think he'd be going – he'd be looking to go up. John Bateman, what did he come? What round did he come? Say round five, six. Yeah. So like he missed yeah. that sort of, you know, the preseason. It's very important. Yeah. He didn't arrive in the country, I don't think, yeah. just before round one. He'd been in the refrigerator, sunbaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Clem, Clem's gonna do Clem things, man. Yeah. Toy Commando needs to needs to take a step up. You got an origin jersey last year, so they're like, you could be that dude. They're my guys. Yeah. They're my guys. I'm excited to see what's going on. Appy's a gun, bro. I'm excited to see what Steph, Stefano and Fanua Pole can do because I think they started to figure out Uppy at the back end of the year. Yeah. Remember how we said at the start of the year they were really cramping him? Mm. He's trying to get out. He's trying to run his shape. It's hard to play with a player like that because yeah. he really needs time to do his yeah. best work, right? Get out, manipulate the ruck, take his time, stop, start. By the back end of the year, Stefano and Fanua Pole's yeah. timing were perfect. And understand like with a player like Appy and guys like Toy Kamanu has never played with a decent nine. Mm. Clamour has, has been struggling with the nine for his for his most of his career up in Newcastle. There's no genuine nine. Mm. 
Yep. You know, like Bolle, all these guys haven't had a genuine nine who knows how to manipulate markers and A and B. No way to Like Appy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's the best in the game. So your your timing and everything off the nine needs to be impeccable because he's looking at you. He's looking at the markers first. He's looking at the lead runner and he's got to see the guy out the back. Mm. And he's looking at A and B to see if they turn in and out. Yeah. You just run those fucking lines, be on the same page, and you'll they'll end up scoring five tries plus, I reckon. Yeah. Even Alex Tile might get another one. <laughs> but that's it. Like, guys like Alex Twile and that, they cramp him up. I'm yeah. watching him get out of his fucking way. Yeah. Like that's 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 a combination with one of the best nines that you need to have on point when you get in that red zone. Jokes aside, that's why Alex Twile struggled to score near the line. That's the, that's the lines he runs. He's a workhorse. Yeah. He does everything. He does all the one percent as well. He just doesn't have that good footy IQ around nah. the line. Like he needs it nice and early. He needs uh, early. He ball. just wants to bully himself over. Like yeah. play, people can defend really well. They yeah. put their bodies in front and they, they won't be bash, bashing you. Know, they'll just hold you up. Yeah. You've got to use wrestle, a little bit of underhooks. You've got to be starting on the out, you know, inside of B and then hit on the outside, like out balls near the line. That's the change of direction that you need with like with to, to beat those guys. The guys that do it really well, like Fanua Blake and that, mm. he ain't fluking it. Mm. The big boy knows what's going on. Yeah. He rolls, he twists, he does like that. He, he's got late footwork, so he'll start on the outside and drift on the outside really late with yeah. the ball. Yeah. And those guys are already committed on. It's a fucking art. You've got to know what you're doing. You've got to have patience. Yes. You've got to fucking <laughs> – the combinations with your nine, it's fucking – you've got to have it. And you've got to have confidence enough in your nine to realise that, yeah, you might take a lick every now and again, yeah. but when you play with a guy like Uppy, because a lot of them have PTSD from getting smoked off mm. bad nines. So when you go play with a guy like uh, Uppy, yeah. when you take your time, hit it late, and then hit it properly, know that more often than not, Uppy's not going to pass you the ball in a bad position. But if you've played off bad nines before, you go, hesitant, stop, start, jink, uh, get tackled where a, you could have scored. And most of the thing, just say like if you're spotting the fullback up, you know, you know where to go. Space is not faces. That's what I always say. You run in between people, especially on the line, because they don't want to run into each other. It's just, uh, I think just with the middles, they, the guys who know what they're doing near the line, they always score. Yeah. All right, my uh, predicted finish for the Tigers, I'm leaving them in the 13 to 17. Um, they've still got to see – they probably excite me a little bit more than a couple of teams, in particular the Dragons here, but uh, I still think they're probably a year away and Jerome Luai away, Luai away with a couple of more nice mm. pieces in the outside backs to to really contend for the top eight. I reckon they'll give it a lot of hope. Yeah. Supporters a lot of hope. I think they might be in the eight for a bit. They might slip out and then they'll be fighting for it by the end. Yeah, okay. You know, like, I think they'll be they'll come out of the blocks pretty good, I reckon. So you, I got them 13 like to 17. It. Do you think they could be pushing I think for they more should that be pushing for an eight, yeah. Or pushing eight for an eight, yeah. okay. Well, the good odds, uh, $6 yeah. to make top eight there at the tab. Um, all right, mate, let's get into the St. George Illawarra Dragons, the 2024 gains. really like this one. Hamasele comes over from the Rabbitohs. Kyle Flanagan comes over to be coached by his dad again from the Bulldogs. Tom Eisenhuth comes from the Storm. Corey Allen, he comes from the Roosters, but did his ACL uh, yeah, the entire Coz. season. Poor uh, Corey Allen. Good man. Um, 2024 losses. Jaden Sullivan, he goes to the Tigers like we talked about. Zane Musgrove's over at the Wolves. Third degree Burns, he's still unsigned. Billy, uh, Tyrrell Fuimuano, he's still unsigned. <laughs> Jaden Hunt goes to the Broncos. Nick Louis Tosso is at the West Tigers on a training trial. Uh, Telto Moga is unsigned. And Telto Amone has been deregistered by the NRL. So my predicted lineup, Mace, for the outside backs, pretty similar last year. Pretty much this 
their back five are most weeks. Tyrell Sloan, fullback, Matthew Fiungai, and Michaela Ravalawa on the wings. Yeah. Moses Sully, Zach Lomax on the outside backs. Fix the back that? five, yeah. There's a lot of chat. I've got a few questions about I don't really have any changes or like extra plays because when I look at the squad, there's really hardly anyone that's un, uh, tough that's, year, man. that's proven for the Dragons. So the big question, well, there's a couple of questions that people ask. Zach Lomax to fullback. Do you think that could be a no. thing? Sloan had a breakout year last mm. year. Let's build on that. If you're a coach, you want more of that. Just be more consistent every game. Defensively, a bit like Defen- Jaden Campbell. Yeah, just got to work on it, man. Yeah. Just got to work on it. Because everyone knows the when, when they get through the line, they're not even looking at passing when Sloan's there. Mm. They're going straight over you. Yeah. You know, so he's, I think that's the main thing he needs to work on is his defense. Yeah. Putting on putting some his, size still. Yeah. Because yeah. he's big enough, man. He's tall. He just needs to fill that body out. Yeah, he's about 6'1". He's, he's not he's small, mate. He ain't like Jaden Campbell. He ain't that small, mate. He's fucking – he's got some legs on him. Yeah, I agree. A little bit of size, a little bit more effort maybe in the wrestling room with underhooks and just getting his positioning a lot better. Yeah. You know, like just put your body in front, mate. Yeah, I agree. And the middles will really appreciate that. Yeah, take Because if you fucking don't, they're looking at you sideways. That's what Reese Walsh improved on heaps from mate, Warriors to the Broncos. He was taking his licks. He was getting hammered. Yep. Uh, the year before, he wasn't. So, uh, big improvement, I think you're right. For Tor- you can't Tor- mess Sloan. with him. You can't Jaden mess with him. Like he's in the, I think he'll have another breakout year because he's got talent. Some of the shit, some of the things that he does, no, you can't coach that. I agree. So, that's why I got him at fullback. I left him at fullback as yep. well. And Zach Lomax, I think if everything else is smooth, I think he's a the premier center. He's a premier center. He's just, there's so much shit that was happening with he's in Griffin. A really bad system. Yeah. That. I think Flanagan will bring out the best of him. Uh, I've got Kyle Flanagan going to that vacant six role um, with Benny Hunt, obviously, at seven. I think that's pretty much a lock. Uh, Muddles Laurie in the middle had a great year. Speaking of breakout season, he's been probably Dragon's best for the last two. Jacob Little at hooker. Hamas Sally, I think he rolls straight into a starting mm. position there in the front row. I really like what Dan Russell did for him yeah. last year, playing edge back row. Uh, the, the left sorta, side. The journeyman yeah. back rower, late bloomer. Um, Jaden Sewer. The other right edge back rower, Jack DeBellin in the middle. Where's Bird? Birdie. I've got Birdie on the bench in the 14 oh, jersey. Right. I think okay. Birdie's really struggled week in, week out playing with uh, – he's had these injuries that have been chronic from his hampered, hey, like yeah. since 2017. So I think maybe a 14 hybrid role will suit him a little bit better Yeah, where he can lock himself in for a solid 30, 40 Fucking minutes. Fucking yeah. Uh, Frankie Molo coming off the bench. He always brings uh, impact with his brother, uh, Michael. Uh, two nuggets coming off those bench. There, there's uh, – Difference yeah. makers with, with leg speed balls. that we always talk yeah. about. They just got to get rid of their Frankie Frankie Molo in particular. I, I really I really rate him. He's just got that odd error or, or mm. stupid penalty in his game. If you can get rid of that, um, he's a difference maker when he comes off the bench sometimes for him. Uh, and the other one is one of the Couchman brothers, Toby. Uh, he looks a real player for yeah, him. He's right. a good young junior that's coming through. They've also got another young uh, middle back row, sort of front row hybrid, Hamish Stewart coming through. He's a local Gerongong boy. Um, they're really excited about him. He's on a – I think he might even be on a development deal at the Dragons. So uh, I, I have a feeling he's going to play some first grade next year. That starting team's not bad. Predicted finish – yeah, there's not much outside of yeah, it. I'm, I'm just that's saying. That's where they're tested. Injuries and depth will get – will test them. Well, And uh, consistency. For the Tigers, I had a few asterisks there in the outside backs. For them, there's like really no one that sort of screams, yeah. I, you know, I should be pushing for a nah, spot. No, nah, they've got, they got about 15 good players. So which brings me to this question. So this is a good question. This is from producer Brooksy too, does the run home with Fletch and, and Joe. He's a good man, uh, Brooksy. He wrote this to me on Instagram with our Q&A. 
Uh, former coaches have taken experience over youth, which has seen many Dragons juniors head elsewhere. For example, Reese Rob- uh, Robson up at the Cowboys, Ruben Garrick and Sabi, who played for Manly, and Jackson Ford had a breakout year at the Warriors. Should Flano roll the dice with youth youth from round one, I don't see the Dragons finishing higher than 15th, so why not see the likes of Finau, Couchman times two because yeah. they're twins, and Buchanan. Let's see what they've got. What are you reckoning with that one? No, they're not going to do that. It sounds good if you like your juniors and everything like that, but you want to win games. You can't win them with the local juniors. You know, you just stick – whatever, whatever that side is there, that's their best side. They're going to start with that and then hopefully you can just fill in the gaps and have these younger kids play reserve grade or flag and just keep building and building. Like that's all you can do in a, in a situation like with St. George. They haven't got the cattle. Mm. A lot of clubs are like that. You just got to keep building. As I said last, like on the Monday, like you got to really rely on your development and have those kids come through. But if they're not ready, you can't throw them in there. You can't. Force it's it a different anymore. beast, mate. Like from flag to fucking reserve grade, reserve grade to first grade mm. is chalk and cheese, mate. It's crazy. The, and, the, the difference, and is you can massive. potentially burn out young kids as well. Yeah. So if you chuck it. I see this example used all the time, and I like the question. It's a valid question. Great question. A lot of fans think like this. But some of these guys, yeah, you want to win games or you want to get pumped? Well, not even that. You don't want to throw kids in too early that get bashed for two years. Especially forwards. Don't learn how to play NRL and potentially in a position like some of these players are in now where as good as Blake Laurie's been for the – for the Dragons, he's pretty much lost for his entire career. And I played with players like that at Parramatta. Yeah. Like when I come into grade, we had a half a decent year in 2010. And then by the end of 2012, my conf- confidence was shot. Yeah. I was playing New South Wales Cup. I, um, you know, I was, people were saying good things about me in 2010. By mm. the time 2012, I wasn't on anyone's radar. I was a train and trial player in 2012. Yeah. So what you can do is, you can be put in the position where for some of these kids, play your, your veteran players and if a player, a young kid, maybe a Hamish Stewart is dominating your yeah, middles at training, him. all right, sweet. I don't care how old they are. If they're nah. ready to play, they're ready to play. And if I don't want to force a young kid into playing as well just because I think eh, he might have a bit of potential or um, he could be a real player of the future, mm. play your best team that you think can get you the win and – potentially not ruin young players before the career yeah, starts. it's important. Especially halves. How many halves have we seen in the last 10 years get thrown into the Wolves? Next minute, they're, playing, they're playing over Super in Super League. League. Yeah. Yeah, like the Brody Croft kid. Yeah. Him, who else? Um, Lachlan Lamb. Lamb. Over there. Happened to Greeny early on, Blake Green. Uh, the kid up and just who signed Dearden. Dearden. Happened to Dearden. Why do you yeah. think he's playing for the Cowboys? Yeah. Like they just get thrown straight in um, and then they go, oh, he's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, because he's fucking twenty or eighteen, nineteen, and getting ragdolled by everyone. That through was a shit system, and that was a young Broncos an awful, team. yeah, an awful system. You're getting dominated, and you put a little young half in there, and you expect him to save you. Yeah, like it doesn't happen like that. You could throw him in a Penrith system or a Rooster system, Correct. and save him. You can throw two juniors into that system, and it's yeah. not going to matter. They're going to get protected by all the, fucking all the vets. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, anyone sort of excite you in this team? I, no. I'll go back to the name. Probably we mentioned him before. I want Zach Lomax to reach his potential. Yeah, if he, his potential is origin in Australia. Correct. He's got that, so it'd be disappointing if he if he if he doesn't get that. Maybe he has some move clubs. You know, like this doesn't seem like it's going like that. Well, Flano has already come out and said that that's not happening. Flano believes in him. I don't think he's, he's going to move. I'm saying for him to get those rep jerseys. No, it was 
he want the the reports were he wanted to move oh, last okay. year. Yeah, yeah. So he was over it, right? Because he was he played New it's South a mentality, bro. Like it's a like it's lose it's a losing mentality. Yeah. Some clubs are like that. Yeah. Um, I really like Toby Couchman. I think he can be a real player for him as well. And uh, Harme Sele will be a good partner with Blake mm. Laurie because Blake Laurie's really struggled to find that partner in the middle yeah. with him. Uh, yeah, he needs a dog with him, man. He just needs a guy that's going to be consistent. And the beauty that I love about Harme Sele, he's not like a big stats guy. He goes in the middle. He works yeah. hard for fucking 25, 30 minutes, jams a few people. Yep. Um, he's just got to work on his availability. Yeah, availability exactly. Availability best ability because so he had a few concussions. When I was saying before about – losing mentality, everyone in the bottom four or five has that in the last sort of four or five years. Yep. Have a, look, have a look at Penrith. All four teams. So just say if you're Critter, right? Critter's come to the Bulldog system. Like I think you could count the amount of games that we've won in four or five years. Like it's been bottom four for four years. Yep. You know what I mean? So all like, three, Dragons, tig- yeah. Tigers and Bulldogs. Yeah. Titans so like that's what I'm saying about – I'm not bagging the Dragons or anything. It's just like the mentality is more – it's more losses than wins. You know, so it's like it's hard for a kid who's come through that system like a Zach Lomax who can't get more than seven wins a year mm. or five wins a year, a couple of spoons here and there. And you're looking at other kids, other guys that you played with coming through the system, the Bradman Best getting origin jerseys, and you're like, fuck. Then you start looking sideways. Like, and then, yeah. you, then you want out because you, right. you want those origin jerseys and the test jerseys. And they yeah. go to the people that win comps yeah. and are in the fight for the eight. You know, yeah. like or winning, winning more games, yes. fighting for the eight. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to win comps, but you've got to be in the eight and contesting. You know? And that's why you got to get these the kids that are the, the better kids in clubs. They're always looking somewhere else. Yeah, because it's the mentality, and you want to win. We don't, especially if you come through the system as a young kid, you're always winning. When you're young, you want the payday. You always win. Yeah. Once you get to 100 games, you're like, fuck, now I want to win. Yeah, but even less than that, we're getting your second. If you're not feeling like that straight away, and you're in the fucking worst system, you're like, yeah. it ain't about money. It's yeah. about wins. Because I was saying, I was saying to someone, like, what did you miss? Do you miss the game? I was like, what I miss is like the feelings that the game give you. Mm. You know what I mean? The mo- not the actual feeling of winning a game. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cool. The feeling, the, the feeling of the, win- the feeling of walking out into a game. Yeah, that's a mad feeling, the right? The nervous energy. The nervous energy. The feeling of running on the Suncorp. You know, playing in Origin. That feeling. That's yeah. mad. The feeling of winning. Good shit, tests and all that. That's mad. Hmm. You know, that's the only things that you miss is those feelings because you can't get feelings like that. You can't get any ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that shit because that's that's the only thing that I'd say that I'd miss. Yeah. Because it, it's the amount, the feelings and the emotions that the game of sport brings out. Yeah. That's what you miss. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. The, the you don't miss the field. fucking training. No. Nah. You don't miss the fucking bashing up on nah. the field. Nah. You miss the feeling that that wrestle. sport gives you. Yeah. Don't miss the wrestle sessions. No. Nah. It's the actual feeling of winning. The losses suck. The wins suck. I mean, the wins are the best. You know what I mean? That's that's um, that's what I miss. Yeah, well said. All right, uh, Mace, before we move on, let's quickly go through the odds with our friends, our partners at the tab. Uh, to win the grand final, the Dragons are $81. To make the GF, $34. That's unders. Um, minor premiership, 126 So that's the most out of anyone. To make the top four, 13. To make the top eight, six. To miss the eight, $1.09. I will have a piece of that for sure, multied up with. No, actually, I'm not even going to touch the Tigers. <laughs> Don't. Tigers, Tigers. Get could... your head out of the bottom four, mate. Tigers. Yeah. That's a. It's a very negative way to bet betting on a team yes. not to make the eight. eight. Don't, yeah, don't that's do bad that. energy with bad that. Bad energy, mate. I'm, I'm staying you don't away need from that, that stuff. You don't need that. All right, let's get to the Canterbury Bulldogs, mate. Uh, the 2024 gains, big ones, highlighted straight off the bat. Bronson Sherry returns from a ban. Stephen Crichton 
back-to-back-to-back premiership winning Stephen Crichton. Connor Tracy comes over from the Sharks late shift. Blake Taft comes over from the Rabbitohs. Jamin Salmon comes over from the premiership winning Panthers. Mudders Curran comes over from the Warriors. Mudders Hutchinson comes over from the Roosters. (laughs) Kurt Mann comes over from the Newcastle Knights. Jakey Turpin from the Roosters. And Mudders Farmawasuli comes over from the Dolphins. (laughs) Uh, 2024 losses. Avrilo goes to the Dolphins. Tavita retired. Kyle Flanagan, Dragons. Alamotti, Panthers. Luke Thompson back to Super League with Warriors. Corey Waddell, we talked about him earlier. He's back at the Bird Gang, Manly Seagulls. Third degree, third degree Burns, uh, Braden. Variety is playing at the Rabbitohs, New South Wales Club. Declan Casey is the West Tigers on a training trial. And Michael Gabrielle is at the Sharks. Uh, my predicted lineup. I swap and change this a couple of times. I end up changing my mind for one big reason. The big swing player for me is Bronson Sherry. Mm-hmm. I had Connor Tracy at fullback, but I've changed that. I'm going Blake Taffer fullback. Okay. Josh Adokar and Jacob Carraz on the wings. Connor Tracy and Stephen Crichton in the centers. And I'll explain it. Because yeah, I get it. This get is it. my team as yeah. well, by the way, because yeah. a lot of let's clarify this. Uh, Mace, this is a Mace's team. The reason I'm thinking Taff and Tracy at one and three is because I'm so excited about Bronson Sherry, but it's been three to four years out of the game. Yeah. It's a long time. I think he's going to need to play unbelievable in the trials, even to, to get his mm. name and, and submit it into that center spot because I think it's going to take him at least 10 weeks to get some juice back in the legs. The game's changed not only from mm. a standpoint of he's been out of the game for four years, the rule change for all those players that were playing it during the time of COVID – Remember Normie telling me at the time he's going, it's a completely different game. Yeah. So if you haven't been a part of that, there's going to be some adjustment, I believe. So, uh, Max, what do you think of my back five? Back five's good. Yeah. I'm, so I'm not sure where they're going to put, put Sherry. Yeah. Because he's um his skill set is fucking high. You know, like he's he's fit straight in. Do you think his best position is center? Yeah, right side center. center. Yeah. Right side center. Yeah. So he'll have to get back and have a He's just to trial really well. Yeah. Like we need like the club needs to see him play and just think that there's nothing really that you know it just needs a 10 games or something spots like. are up for grabs eh? yeah because even with um like another option could be jacob christ to, to the mm. centers and you've got that blake wilson on the wing who pretty much played yeah. the back end the season yeah. as well so um iron sharpens iron some yeah. really good competition it's good spots. but i think yeah i don't know I've just the football skills on that kid he's just got to get his legs underneath him he's got said. the highest Ceiling out of all, yeah, of them. it's crazy mm. the way he moves. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, excluding Stephen Crichton. But he just when needs, I talk about Connor Tracy, Bronson Sherry, uh, Wilson, Caraz, I love Caraz, yeah. but Bronson Can't, Sherry is a fucking beast. It's hard to replicate like NRL speed, mm. even though you, you you're going that hard at training, training. You are, but it's just like you're still about ten percent off. Yeah, you know, so like he just needs to play. You just I just want him to play and just kill it. I just want him. To, I just want. No matter how hard you train in a preseason or individually or with any other coaches, when it gets into a game and your ass is hanging out, there's nothing like it. You know what the thing is? I was saying to some um, younger kids in the pathways, it's like the difference in training. The training is controlled by who? The trainers, the coaches. We control everything is controlled. Yep. On the field, nothing is controlled. I can't see how hard you're going. You got 150%. Mm. If I'm stuck at 90, like, do you know what Someone's I mean? Someone's come off the bench. Yeah. Fresh as fuck. Yeah, you've been out there for 35. There's a lot of little variables that happen in the game. So you need to train with the fucking harnesses off, right? When we say go at it, just go at it. Because yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like That's all these the only little, way to replicate Yeah. And like if you want to redline it all the time, front foot all the time, you just got to go after it. You can't be like, 
like warming up into a game because you come out, that whistle blows, it's flat out. You need to understand that. As I say, like we control the sessions. Mm. It's all within, up, oh, stop. We do this for six minutes. That's not right. Let's go. Stop. Yeah. Redo that again. Yeah. No, Don't no, no, get that no. shit in, the game. in the game, they want to fucking kill you. <laughs> you know, you need to have that mentality. You've got to go at it all the time. Nothing stops. I said it now. It's fucking endurance. Mm. Are you strong enough here to maintain that? Back to back sets of six without flipping out mm. in the middle. That's what separates the best yeah. from the worst. Yeah. For sure. Um, six, Matty Burton. Uh, seven, a fight between Toby Sexton, who arrived last year, and Mudders Hutchinson. Uh, I've got Toby Sexton front runner just because I think we we sort of know. I think Drew Hutchinson's probably going to be more of a safety valve for you guys. Mm. Like he's experienced, he's been in locker rooms, he he knows how to fill in. He's played fourteen. He can play different positions for you as well. So I think if I'm Bulldogs, if I'm Gus, I want Toby Sexton to win that job. Uh, front row: Liam Knight and Max King with Reed Marnie. Uh, back row: I've gone Viliami Kikau, uh, Jacob Preston. I'm, the one I, the positions I struggled with is whether I put – I think Josh Curran – I think Jacob Preston has a higher ceiling than Josh Curran in the back row, but I don't think Josh Curran can necessarily play lock. So to get the more quality out of it, I put Jacob Preston at lock, but I don't think that will happen. Yeah. I think Preston will play back row and maybe Josh Curran, Kurt Mann, Jamin Salmon will fight for that lock role, but I really like Josh Curran on an edge. Yeah. I think he's got high Is he potential. a better player? Is he a – is he is he more of an edge? I thought he was a middle. No, nah, he's an edge. He's more of an edge. Yeah, um, a couple of years ago, they were talking about Origin with him. Yeah, Fre- Freddie had him in yeah. his um, uh, pathways yeah. uh, program. So yeah, I, I really like Josh Curran. He fell, he just fell behind Jackson Ford and uh, yeah, Marano Quarter yeah. last yeah. year at the Warriors. So uh, therefore, that leaves I've got Kurt Men in the fourteen jersey, uh, the weak gutter dog Jamin Salmon in the fifteen, Ryan Sutton. And uh, the young kid, Sam Hughes, because we need some middles coming off mm. the bench. Still a little bit light in the middle for my liking. Um, but where did we get the question from? The odds, uh, $34. Uh, my player to watch is Bronson Sherry, even yeah. though he's not a younger player like other players, just because he's of 24. the situation that he's gone through. He's still young he's enough. He's 24. Yeah. <laughs> the Bulldogs, uh, with our friends at the top, are $34 to win the GF, 17 to make the GF, 67 to win the minor premiership, $9 for a top four spot, $3.50 to make the eight, and $1.25, that negative version. We can stay away from yeah. missing the eight. Um, my predicted finish, I've got him down the bottom still in 13 to 17. My biggest concern for uh, for your Bulldogs, Mace, is you need a, a couple of more middles. The, it's It's yeah. been a, a position that you can tell. There's no secret there. Gus has been trying to get yeah. middles now for a while. You weren't able to establish that with uh, whether it was Tino or Adam in particular. Yeah. I think are the big ones that you went after. And I like Max King as a number two front rower. Liam Knight as a number two, number three. I think you're still missing that that real enforcer through the middle. Yeah. Uh, and and same with Ryan Sutton and, and and Sam Hughes. I think those guys. One you're one front rower off, and you're either a breakout Toby Sexton year or probably another half away from yeah. competing and getting into that 9 to 12 spot. Um, yeah, I don't think me. you're far away with that team. And, you know, like I think, you know, there's no secret. We need some some fucking big middles, right? Mm. That's how, that's the secret to winning comps. Look at everyone in the top four. We said it the other day. Yep. Priority They've positions. They've got gun middles, right? Yep. So it's up to our middles. There's going to be a lot of pressure on them all year. There always is. If you play for the Bulldogs, you play in the middle. You expect it to dominate. 
You know, so there's a lot of pressure on those guys. And they need to need breakout years, like career best year. Liam Knight needs to have a career best year. Max King, they need to have little things like, fuck, he's talking about origin, you know, with mm. Max King, Liam Knight. You need to be in those whispers for us to be good. At least be in Young the conversation. Kid. Yeah, conversations, you know, like they're killing it that much, you know, like playing big minutes, 60 minutes in the middle. A young kid maybe pushing up from the pathways coming through, putting pressure on those guys, you know. And there are, there are some good young kids in the pathways. Yeah. They could be putting pressure on them. Like that, you know. So, like some really good back rolls, some really decent young props. So the same example we we're talking about with the Dragons. Mm. These players more often um, uh, a higher chance of starting, but you want some young kids to go. All yes. right, fuck, fuck you. We're this coming. Is we're coming. We're coming. Yeah. And there's the, the SG ball and jersey flag. Some big dogs down there. I like it. Um, all right. Here's a question. This one's for you, Mace. Obviously, uh, what lessons did you learn from last season? Being a you know yeah. being a Bulldogs ambassador and being around the team and uh, what value do the incoming players bring in particular? Is there anyone? Yeah. You've, I know you've talked about Stephen Crichton with the culture of winning is really important. James Simmons, part mm. of the Panthers as well. Uh, that's from M. Vale. When it comes to culture, that word gets thrown around a fair bit, right? Um, you know, like the Bulldogs culture. Like it's not the culture that we had back in the day, right? It's not 2000. Fucking two, two thousand six. There's no it's totally different. To you can't replicate that. You've yep. got to build your. It's, it's driven from the players and it's driven from the coach, and and Gus, all those guys. You know what I mean? That needs to be player driven. You know, so I think the players have learnt that. They need to really, really drive that. Um, the, the coaches will probably drive it. Ciro drives it, um, and just being consistent, right? And just being about it. I think that's what the players are probably going to learn. Right? Yep. There's a lot of. Talk. Too much talk. A lot of talk action. last year, less action, right? Yep. I think they're going to be more action this year. Yeah, I like it. Um, you know, like you haven't really you haven't really heard anything about the Bulldogs this year. That's the way they like it. Yeah, that's You know, true. so it's just like under the radar, backs against the wall sort of mentality. That's what you need to have when you haven't got a fucking roster like Penrith or Brisbane. Mm. You need to have that siege mentality every week, you know. It's a very well-coached team. Siro dots the I's, crosses the T's. You got Gus there. You know, like you got a really good. You know, it's, it's looking forward to the year. Yeah, It'd be exciting. It's it's really hard to to like you mentioned before, like really capture what it's like to be. There's a lot of pressure with Bulldogs culture. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure with being the Parramatta half, mm. following Peter Sterling. Yeah, Jonathan Thurston at the Cowboys. Yep. So when you have pressure and expectations to be Joey at the team, Knights, Joey at the yeah. Knights, it's unnecessary pressure, mm. right? New coach comes from the Panthers. It's probably there's pressure on Serraldo to develop the Penrith culture with the yeah. Bulldogs, right? So what they've got to do is understand what playing group they've got, be the best version of yourself, and create your own culture. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. And and Ciro's a new coach. It's his second year. You know, like he's got some really good people around him and he's got some good young kids that mm. want to play for him. That's the secret, man. Yeah. You know, um, you know, there's some really good kids coming through the through the club at the moment, you know. So it's like when Gus said it's like five-year sort of deal, like he's not lying. Yeah. You know, like in, you know, in three he's years. He's got a track record, it? You know, in three years, these 18-year-old kids that are in the pathways will be 2021. 20, yeah. Nelly – ready to roll, dominating the NRL. Hopefully they're in the NRL at that stage, but like really going and taking that club to where it should be. And it is, it is a lot of pressure at that club. 
Mm. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. You know, a lot of expectations. Yeah, it's it's a fucking blue chip club, mate. And the and, and the NRL was better when the Bulldogs. Were yes, playing. like everything is winning at the club. Same as the Dragons On, off, and off, the Tigers. Off the field, Strong Parramatta, clubs. all those clubs, mate. They're yeah. just the ones that have been around for years. The culture is winning. So when you're bottom four for five years, mm. people get pissed off. Yeah, you know, and you and understandably so. And understand members, exactly because with that jersey it comes a lot. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm pretty sure the players understand that now. If you haven't under, if you didn't understand it last year, I you'll seen know. I seen little Taffy uh, playing golf yesterday. Uh, I was at the coast playing golf and he was playing uh, with Trell. Fuck, Trell's looking fit, bro. Yeah, it's good. Oh, Trell's I reckon Trell's lost about. Minimum of 10 kilos. Shit. Yeah. He's looking slim and strong, man. Still uh, hits the ball sideways when he P- plays golf. But Pissed off fucking Latrell ain't good, is it? No, nah, no. Nah, For anyone he, else. He looks locked in. But yeah, I was having a chat to Taffy a little bit because we're, mm. we're the group behind him. Um, he's loving it. He reckons yeah. it's – there's obviously – he understands what happened last year. There's a whole bunch of new guys that are sort of coming in with this – Clean slate, man. Clean slate, trying to bring energy um, – you know, trying to push this culture that, yeah. that that's that they're Cerrado's driving. Trying to drive. you know, they're driving it. That's yeah. what it is. We and, just want and to. And he reckons all the new. It's same thing with Turpin. I was at, I've mm. ran into a couple of doggies now. Turpin yeah. at, at Money's wedding, and he said just the energy is good. Everyone's fucking yeah. training harder. But it is the off season. Most teams are training. Everyone harder. trains hard. Say that, but it's those are good signs from players that have sort of come from yeah. strong clubs, South and, and the Roosters, and so they they love. It feels like it's the ultimate iron sharpens iron. Yeah, there's so going many, at it. There's so many competition for spots, which is going to bring out the best in them. Yep. Um, all right, let's move on to the Gold Coast Titans, the last team. The 2024 games, big one. I really like this one. Actually, I like both of them. Kernan Palacia comes from the Broncos yeah. and Harley Smith Shields comes from the Raiders. I really like Harley Smith Shields. Uh, he had a – just as he was about to break out, he did his ACL and then he got overtaken by – um, Hopawati, Elba mm. Hopawati ended up playing a lot last year. Uh, the OG Croaks right. was in and yeah. out, back in and back out of the team. Uh, as for losses, Cruz Lehman heads back to the Wigan Warriors. Uh, Tramutta Spry, he's been released. And Joe Vuna is unsigned. Not many uh, losses then? Nah, nah, not too nah. much change, which is a good thing. Yeah. I like it when teams have this, especially don't panic too much mm. and, and there's not too much fucking. Because they just fell off. Yeah. Because the team's there. Like, yeah. look at this team. And this is where I want to put a little asterisk straight off the bat, right? So we're talking about AJ Brimson um, moving to the centres for Jaden Campbell, which I think is a the highest probability. I love that Keno Kinney kit though. Yeah. I think he's got a real big future. What position is he? He's fullback, yeah, right? Yeah, right. So I think a Quick. big part of the Brimo decision is to straight away for Desi to remove himself from the headache of having three and to be able to focus in on the two. I don't necessarily think Jaden Campbell's a lock for fullback. No. Keno Kinney was playing for the New Zealand Development Squad uh, last year. He was in the uh, top 21 for that for yeah. the Kiwis. And he's got oh, – I watched, watched a highlights tape on Keno Kinney going into last year. I really like him. But I think Jaden Campbell is, is the obvious front runner. Yeah. Um, uh, as for the wing spots, I've got uh, Phil Sammy had a – a really good season yeah. last year. Uh, Cam Pereira, I think he'll be close to the Jesus. top try scorer mm. this year. He was outstanding in his debut year. AJ Brim- Brimson will be a lock for one centre. Brian Ka- Kelly is probably my preferred position for centre, but I think 
Jojo Fafita yeah. is, is capable of pushing for a spot as well. Um, and I also think Harley Smith Shields will both keep Camperera. Jeez, they've got some good outside backs, haven't they? And Phil Sammy uh, on their toes. And then they've also got the, the kid who came up from the Bulldogs last year as well. Um, oh, shop, shoppy, yeah. shoppy, shoppy, pushing for positions as well. Um, six is Kieran Foran with I think I think Tanner Boyd will be the seven, but I'd like to see them give Tom Weaver a little bit more of a yeah. crack. Played at the back end of the year. Um, I think I think Keenan Palacio goes straight into a starting spot with Mo yeah. on a waker. Oh, okay, you put in Tino. Yep, Sam Verrill's at at hooker. Mm-hmm. Both for more comes back from his ACL injury yeah. to team up with Dave Fafita. That's one of my favourite back rows in the competition. This is the best back row on the comp. Tino Fasil Malawi yeah. at lock. That gives me Chris Randall, who had a career best year, coming up from the Knights and getting yeah, a real opportunity last year with Verrills out as the 14. Aaron Clark plays that hybrid role with I think I think Isaac Lou's a, a, a real Desi player. He can play that nice yeah. forward shape that Desi was famous That's for. That's why you've been James thinking Grant. about the props there. Yep. So my other option is maybe you move Keenan Palacier back to the bench. Yep. Tino up front. Yes. Isaac Lou at lock. That'd be that would be mine. That'd be your pre- preference. Just because a team, it's lock and front row is pretty much the same, unless you're Isaac Lou. And Tino is a different have dimension. That ball yeah. Like, I don't want him to ball play. Yep. I want him to run over everybody and yep. bash everyone in the middle. Yep. Set the standard. Yeah, I totally. Actually, I probably agree with you. You know, if you got to have that little that. element with Isaac Lou running, you got Fafita leading. You got fucking Jaden Campbell at the back. Terrible, especially mm. on a short, like a short side. There, it's like oof. on on paper, this seventeen. There's not much wrong with it. No, the, it's a top eight team. He does. It's it was, a top it eight was this last year. It, it's a top eight lineup. Yeah. So Desi's got to bring out the best of them and make sure he gets the positions right. And then in the seventeen jersey, I've got either Isaac Fasul Malawi or the younger brother of Payne, Cleese Huss as well. Yeah. Um, my name to watch again. He only played a half dozen games. Keno Kidding, I think he's, I think he's going to really push Jaden Campbell. And is I he big enough for fullback? Is he bigger than Jaden Campbell? It, I think he's similar build. Like similar build, bit, but Keno's a little bit younger and he's got a bigger frame. We, we, we're talking about Jaden mm. Campbell on Monday, obviously, and we talked about him not being a, a good defender. It purely comes down to size. Like his dad, Preston, wasn't a great defender as well, but no. his IQ at defending was really good during yeah. those runs yeah, yeah, that they yeah. went on and played. So. Um, I think Keno Kenny can definitely develop into a bigger player for sure than mm. what Jaden Campbell's capable of. It'd be hard for him to come through that system right now. He could be like two or three years and they still don't know what position he is mm. if he stays there. Who, Jaden? No, the Kenny Or Kenny Kenny. Kenny. Yeah. yeah. So he's what? Is he 19, 20? I don't think he'll stay for long. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Because like, if, if, if he he's gets, back up, he's not, will pick him if up. If he's not even in the 17, yep. right? And you got Brimo still killing it because he's not going to be – he never has a down game. And then you got – Jaden Campbell at fullback, and he's like, he just can't get a run. Jaden Campbell could be just like, and that could push Jaden Campbell to a next level. Now yeah. that young kid's there, yep. For and sure. you're like, I need to be on point every single game because he can't, he's or he's going to come off the bench. Would you put Campbell on the bench? Well, you know what it's you know what it's like. It's like when Dylan Edwards had Stephen Crichton coming in behind him. Mm. He was a young gun uh, junior coming through, and then Taruva also played first, yeah. uh, fullback in New South Wales Cup. Dylan Edwards has just got better he and better. Up his game, didn't year. he? So that's a good point. I dare say if Keno Kinney doesn't end up playing first grade consistently this year, yeah. he'll be playing for a different team next year because mm-hmm. he's too good. Um, for the uh, Gold Coast Titans to win the comp, $34 to make the GF 15, to win the minor premiership 51, to make the top four $5, to make the top eight only $2.50. Yeah. So the tab are not – they're not sure with the Titans. $1.47 to miss the eight. Um, just quickly before we move on to the last question, 
So many, so many uh, players excite me in this team, but none more than Bofamore. He was mm. probably the most consistent player he pushed in the year before. Fafita on the other side. Yeah, because he was a left side back row. And he made um, – well, he, he, he raised a lot of question marks about Fafita's value because he was playing so well on the yeah. other edge away from David Fafita. Obviously, David Fafita gets a lot of traffic, but Bofamore had a really good year. So I'm excited to see him back and see how quickly he can bounce back because I know – Going into the year, last year, he was playing outside Fozzie and Fozzie was raving about him. Yeah. Fozzie was going, this Bofamore is a gun. He ends up getting injured and then had to play a lot with Fafida. Then Fafida has a career yeah. this year. So mm. now Fozzie's got two options. So He's that's, player, that's if the old boy can stay healthy as yeah. well. He's the key, man. Yeah. He's the key. Yeah. Um, last question to wrap up the show. Will the Titans keep Des long-term no matter the results? That's from Jesse Warwick. What's long-term? Three years now. So if they don't make <laughs> if they don't make the eight this year, they if you look at this, judging by this lineup, out of all the lineups, mate, so this a, my predicted finish is nine a, to twelve. Uh, for oh, the really? Titans. So I got yeah, them out. I yeah. got them out of this current spot that they're on. I think their ceiling is a five to one. I reckon eight. they'll finish top four. Wait till you start seeing the other teams. Wait yeah, till we break. No, five. no, I mean already. <laughs> I thought they were going to make the top four last year. They yeah, just okay. fell off. Yeah. Well, easy second the top halves. eight. They just fell off, mate. Yeah, they couldn't finish their second No, the, the, there's about eight games there where they, they should have won. They would have made the top four. The worst. They um, would have made it if they had won half the games that they lost. They gave up the, the, the biggest in those, lead in NRL history against yeah. the Dolphins. Yeah. You can't, uh, they, they, they never recovered. You've got to switch that mentality. I think I think Dez is their best buy. So you reckon top four? Yeah. <laughs> you always get excited about teams, though. I, 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 right. You can't have Foda Waker, right. Tino, and David Fafita and Fermor in the same pack and Mo, like they've all rep Kenny players. Palacea. They're all guns. Like yeah. their halfbacks probably is questionable. You're right. They should Tanner Boyd. Tanner Boyd is question. Like I got Tom a lot Weaver. of question marks about him. Tom Weaver's young kid there. Yeah. So I don't know. They, they've got talent, man. If you so, can put it all together, that's a premiership winning team. If they finish in the 13 to 17 um, mark again, does Desi keep his job? Of course he does. Yeah. They're going to give him a couple of years. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Takes him a while to dig his heels in. Yeah. But he'll be doing that he got right immediate now. Success he'll be doing that right now. He'll get, he will get immediate success. That's what I'm saying. I'm just thinking. And the roster that he's got up there, there's no better coach. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just getting Top four, I might be reaching, but. Yeah, you're hey, reaching. I think you're reaching. Just, top just, four. just listen to me. Last year, those you know eight what? games when they got pumped, like they, they had won half of those. They would have gotten to the top four. Yeah. Like they just fucking went here and then all the way down. I'm like, wow. Yeah, you, this this could be one at the end of the year where we clip it up where it, it sounds crazy to yeah. me and then we get to like halfway through the year and you're like, get that clip. Hey, Luke, yeah. go get that clip from fucking <laughs> second week. Nostradamus. We'll have that too now, won't we, Luke? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the show. All right. On Monday when we get back next week, we are going to cover the Dolphins, Seagulls and Cowboys. See you right. on Monday. See ya. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.